All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Enlightened Neanderthals. Uh, this one is a, well, actually, sorry, brought to you by Training Northwest, a company I own right here in Granite Falls, Washington. And at, you know, at this time, we're, we are only offering firearms training classes, but that's going to be changing soon. We've, we've done a first aid class in the past. We're going to be bringing more of that and we're going to be bringing some land navigation and possibly a few other things. I don't want to mention yet because I don't want to make any promises until everything's finalized. Uh, we did just recently announce our first, uh, we're calling it our three day rifleman camp where we will be, uh, spending, you know, all three days out in the woods, living rough out of a backpack and, you know, trying to get deep into basic infantryman type skills. Uh, so this podcast was a conglomerate with our buddy, Tyler Stanaway, who does the compassionate Viking podcast. And this is another one that was really fun to do. We went pretty deep into the weeds on some, uh, conspiracy theory type stuff. Yeah. We get down to the rabbit holes on, on all kinds of conspiracies. Uh, Tyler's got black belt and conspiracy theory. So, um, we kind of sat back and let him take the reins and, and run with it, um, yeah, there was a couple things on his podcast, and the only reason I'm saying this is because he mentioned it on his podcast intro. Um, he got uh, a couple stats wrong, and one was 800 million kids go missing every year, and it's uh, only 800,000, not to say that that's nothing, right? <laughs> so um, hold on to your kids. Uh, and secondly was that uh, humans are the only uh, animals to have reptilian brains, and what he meant to say was... Uh, the only mammals that have reptilian brains. So, um, yeah, other than that, enjoy the episode. Uh, you you get to meet our, our jujitsu buddy, Tyler. Um, and, yeah, he's got his own podcast, The Compassionate Viking, and you should go check it out. Yeah. So uh, enjoy, guys. Like and subscribe. Share with your friends. It helps us out. Hello. Hey, guys. We're here with the Enlightened Neanderthals. I'm the Compassionate Viking. We're doing this a duo. Quite, this is quite the crew. This yeah. is quite the fucking crew, but you know what? Between the four of us, there's a lot of knowledge, a lot of skills, and a lot of special magic. And the fact that we all got to come here and come to my house and sit in the kids' classroom, or now the podcast room, is really cool. And right before we started, we thought, hey, we need to record this because we have Jordan who was just telling me about how he pulled a stand away one time back during the pandemic of motherfuckers not letting him purchase shit without wearing a yarmulke on his face. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't having it. And, and that's important. And what I had said is a lot of these people in, in the everyday society have reached a point in adulthood where they've never encountered another human being giving them like an ultimatum, such as, hey, I'm here to purchase x y and z from the store and they're not allowing us to actually purchase the items which means we're gonna have to take them yeah not that we want to take them we want to be active participants of society and be you know good with integrity and moral and honor but when we're put in a position where we don't have a fucking choice because some guy at the store decides that he's gonna follow some tyrannical bullshit rules and we tell him okay well, we're either going to do this or you're going to do that. And I call them gammas because they glitch out. And in Brave New World, I always <laughs> yeah, go back to Brave starched. New World, uh, when humans don't reproduce and there's no family and all the humans come from a fucking artificial womb, they create four types of humans. They create alphas, 
which are the CEOs and everything. They create betas, which are essentially the the alphas. Soldiers. Know, soldiers. Then you have deltas, which are like your total... They're designed specifically to like pick up trash. They cannot do anything else. And then you have gammas that are like your your builders and shit. <clears throat> For instance, like a, a framer or a carpenter or this guy's job is to cut two by fours at 24 inches. Well, when all of a sudden he has to cut the part at 18 like inches, he literally goes like this. <laughs> and it's like, he's a gamma. And I, I can now see it in the world. There's real gammas out there where you put a fucking oh, yeah. wrench in their everyday uh, software program and they literally compute. glitch out. Do not compute. Do not yeah. compute. And it's fucking hilarious. So, anyways, I just thought that that was fucking hilarious because there is people out there who are not, they're not critically thinking. And I don't know if... The nope. dude's jaw dropped. When that happened, the guy, he just, his, uh, and he stared at me. I was like, what the hell are you doing, <laughs> dude? Like, you know, I want to pay for this, but I'm going to take it. You choose. I know. I know. And when I did, the lady said the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I've been here for five fucking minutes and you're not allowing me to... Purchase my dinner, which is like two dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, so I guess I'm gonna take it, and you know, I pointed up to the camera and fucking Rite Aid or whatever, and it's like, hey, this is what's going on. This lady is not understanding that I've asked her. Do you really think that your fucking manager would rather have you steal things than purchase things without a mask on their face? And she's like, well, I have to. And I'm like, oh, then you can explain that to your fucking manager of why you have people stealing shit from their store. And off we go. Yeah, and well, same thing. Pissed me off with my situation was the guy was like, well, do you want to buy a mask? Oh, God. I was just like, uh, fuck no. 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 What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. And that all stems from, <clears throat> it's not that we're wanting to be rebels or, or no, outlaws. I, I want to live in a society of uh, like law-abiding citizens because I, want, I just want to raise my kids and have a healthy family. Um, to, and it, it works better when everybody sort of agrees to certain baseline rules so that we all we can have that's that's what a functioning society is mm -hmm. and that's why like look at the wild west when when the west was being settled right it was it was lawless it was a bunch of outlaws you, you go into a saloon you might end up in a gunfight or you might get stabbed over a, a card game right and so that's you know that's why townspeople would uh, band together, band together to high, like they would all contribute. There weren't taxes because there weren't townships. So they would all contribute a little bit of money so they could hire a sheriff and clean up their town. Right. Because nobody wants to live in that society of lawlessness, but we've reached a point where it's like laws apply to people like us. I, I literally think laws only apply to you if you have a checking account. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if, if they can take, because the government has just become sort of oppositional and they're takers, they just want your wealth. So if you have a checking account, then they'll pull you over and write you a speeding ticket. But if you're an insane drug addict living on the street who has nothing to take, it's kind of like, you know, just don't bother. Yeah, just we're not going to take anything from you, but we'll actually try and give you something a little yeah. bit later. They <laughs> know. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to take from someone who doesn't have anything to take? Exactly. Nothing. And then we're not going to pay for them to just sit in fucking jail. Yeah. They don't have any money. Yeah, but it, it sort of outs... <clears throat> our system as they're no longer looking out for us. They're no longer attempting to create like a functional society for us all to live in. It's, it's pretty obvious. They're just looking to extort money from the citizens because 
if that weren't the case, then they would be addressing the homeless problem and the drug addiction problem, but they're not. They're only enforcing the laws. laws. Yeah. The laws only apply to people like us. Mm-hmm. Not the bandits. Yeah. It, so <clears throat> does that does that make you feel like like it's just fucked and just it's it's kind of just crumbled apart for for whatever reason coincidences accidentally I, randomness or do you think that it's intentional oh god i i don't know that the the falling apart of society is intentional i definitely think the extortion and the greed and the corruption is intentional uh-huh. um but it's honestly part of it is like a little bit exciting to me because i have like the heart of an outlaw right and it's like okay so if you push me out of society you know, when, you know, rewind the clock 18 months and we're talking about if you don't have a, a vaccine card, you can't go to a grocery store. It's like, stop me. Yeah. Like, look look at the people sitting in this room. I'm I'm the biggest pussy at the table right now. That's you know what I mean? And, <laughs> That's not true at all. Yes, yes, it is. I lose three out of three fights. You know what I mean? Of three possible fights I can get in at this table, I lose all three every single time. Until we have a gun. And, until we have a <laughs> yeah. gun, yeah. And then I'm the one who's dead. So it's, it's, that's the thing is that we, we are all going to carry but, it. But look at my circle. Like, look at our circle. Like, are you really going to imagine if it comes to that point where they say, no, you can't come in the grocery store, motherfucker. I'm, I'm going to go grab a couple friends and we're going grocery shopping. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I've already thought about it. It's like, you tell us no. And we have an SOS. We literally are on a group, a group tribe message. Say I, when I send the number four, that means we meet up at this rendezvous point And no matter what it is, we go there. Yeah. And all of a sudden you get Jordan and Kozak and, and you and me and Greg and every other fucking person out there. And you show up with, Rifles and plate carriers and ham radios and it's like, hey, you don't even need that. We just just walk in like we are because the way the law is right now, you're allowed to walk into a grocery store or a pharmacy or a Home Depot and you can take anything you want and walk out with it. And not a what about this though? What about say one of us was to have a kid and we're at the hospital and the hospital says you cannot bring your kid home until you vaccinate this child. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now we have a different story. Yeah, now and, and my friends will come, mm-hmm. and we will take my kid home, because it's not your fucking kid. It's yeah. my kid, or your kid. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I have heard of these stories of the doctors not allowing really? yeah, mothers and fathers to take their kids out of the fucking oh, hospital man. unless they do whatever the doctor tells them to do. Boy. And it's like, man, you guys are opening up a can of worms that you have no idea exists because yeah. not everyone is some limp dick beta cuck or purple haired dyke. Yeah. Some people are really fucking savage. And if you push them to the point where they feel they don't have a choice, yes, you will, fu- you will see domesticated human beings become wild animals in the snap of a finger. In my opinion, oh, I, it, it's, I have two boys and it's Lord of the flies all the time. And, and I have to go wade into the middle of it. My wife and I do and separate them because they are, at any given moment, they are this close to like grabbing a hammer and just beating the, sh- you know what I mean? Beating uh-huh. each other's skulls in. Yeah. So, and, and without that, uh, that little bit of civility, man, it, it goes sideways real fast. Yeah. we got to have some type of structure, right? Yeah. We need some oh, yeah. type of oh, containers yeah. and parameters to keep us, uh, you know, in check. Yeah. In check. And honestly, at this point in what we're, where we are with society, it's only my own sort of morals that are keeping me in check, right? Yep. Because I look around and I go, who, who is going to stop me? There's, there's no longer physical standards for police officers. They don't have to, they don't need to know how to fight with their hands. They, they shoot what 50 rounds a year out of their pistol. Like 
who exactly is going to stop me if I decide that I'm just going full outlaw? Yeah. It's the only, the only thing stopping me right now is my own moral code. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I think most of us have that matter of fact, the most capable, savage human beings that I know are also the most kind and generous and loving and follow their integrity and honor more than, more than not in my opinion. Yeah, All because, of- because at the end of the day, like I said, we, we want to raise our kids. We want to, like, I don't want to spend all day every day fighting. I'd rather have, like, a nice dinner with my <laughs> wife and kids and then relax and then, you know, put the kids to bed and get naked with the old lady. Absolutely. So- Absolutely. So one of the things that I want to do with this podcast that all of us are here is I have the biggest tinfoil hat around. And for a long time, I was just being shot with arrows all day, every day. <laughs> and it was like, hey, whatever, man. Now everybody's listening. And now everyone's listening. Yeah. And and one of the things was is these conspiracy theories that aren't actually theories, they're facts. Some of them are 100% proven. And some of them, I guess, can't actually be facts. They're up for speculation due to the rules, laws, and regulations we're under. We're not actually allowed to find out for ourselves. But... The best thing that I can do now is share more by having people ask questions because I can't, I can't, you know, envision or be able to see what people want to hear or what things need to be said. So if anybody has questions, we just go on. There doesn't need to be a specific topic, but the more and more that we, we learn is the best way to find out whether you believe it or it's bullshit is you got to go look into it yourself. I don't expect anybody to fucking believe me. I'm just a man, no different than anyone else. I'm an ordinary man on a search for extraordinary knowledge is really it. And the best way to find out is you have to research yourself. And sometimes you don't find out right away. You know, sometimes if you just go on Google, you, you don't find out or Wikipedia, you don't find out. Once you find out who owns all of these things and who runs the show and who really pulls the strings in the world, then you can start connecting more dots. But I can't do that for you and I can't make you want to do it or connect the dots. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I, I have a few, like, I would call myself conspiracy light. Mm-hmm. And I have a few friends who will ask questions about, like, why do you believe this or what, what makes you say that? And I won't answer it. I'll just say, Here's where you start to peel the onion. Yeah. And you have to go peel the onion because I don't want to give you these answers. I want you to figure it out for yourself because if I tell you, then I'm just fringe, you know, crazy guy. Yep. But if you, but some of this stuff is barely surface deep. Yep. And it's really easy to track down. And uh, did you have something you wanted to ask about, Mike? Because, oh, there's a million things. Exactly. I, yeah. I, got yeah, one, yeah, yeah. I got one that I want to ask about, but it might take us down a long rabbit hole. So I kind of wanted you no. to go first. Um, the way so I've always been into conspiracy theories and um, just aware of different ones, but I guess I kind of break it into two different versions of conspiracy theories. And why I find them fascinating is because the two ways I see it is one form of conspiracy theory is like um, Bigfoot is an alien, yeah, right, or you know, or just flat earth or lizard people yeah right yep. of past generations bigfoot sitting directly across from yeah. the table. <laughs> <laughs> one of the enlightened neanderthals yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then the other form of conspiracy theory is more governing with bodies of power, like um, JFK assassination, why we get into wars, people that hold power, why they hold it, how they keep it, and what they're trying to cover up. Yeah. And I find the latter to be a little bit more... Uh, where I get hooked in just because of the nature of people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so talking with you and uh, I said it earlier, you're a black belt, you know, every rabbit hole, it's like, you like, you hear about this, yeah. you hear about that. And it's like, holy shit, how do you know all this stuff? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what I find interesting in it because as Technology goes on, people are able to communicate a lot quicker and a lot more rapidly. Yeah. And I feel that that last form of conspiracy, you're able to get so much more information instantly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the word conspiracy theory, I mean, words are hot, you know, like remember when YOLO blew up and yeah. it was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's this one word you hear over and over and over the last three years, all you hear is conspiracy theory Yeah, and the demonizing of people for thinking certain things instead of talking about it and having an open dialogue. It's just being the doors being shut slandered. And as soon as anyone says you can't do that, a little red flag goes off and you're like, wait, why? Yeah. Why can't you say that? Why can't you think about these things? You know, uh-huh. yeah, you weren't allowed to say that the coronavirus may have come from a lab. That was considered like right wing extremist, and now racist. Yeah, yeah, racist is, yeah, well, things this, that don't. This mean- is pure speculation, but I've I've heard I heard someone who I take seriously say that we we know that now we know now that there were forty seven U S backed biological research facilities in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Suspicious, right? Yeah. And speculation is that the coronavirus may actually have come out of one of those. And that's why the Chinese were so upset with the United States government for saying it came out of Wuhan, which who knows? We're never, we're probably never, ever going to get the straight story on any of this. Yeah. You just have to kind of look for crumbs and start putting it together in like a common sense way. And at some point you, you kind of come up with your best guesstimation. You know? Yeah. And you know what my guess, my best guesstimation is on that? It still doesn't exist, period. No. Because <clears throat> so far, uh, people probably never heard about this, but there's something called germ theory versus terrain theory, okay? Prior to the Rockefellers coming in, we went off of terrain theory. That's ancient Chinese medicine. That's traditional medicine. That's witchcraft. That's foraging. That's wildcrafting. That's all, all ancient traditions. It goes off of ger- uh, terrain theory, Okay. And then the Rockefellers came in. We had the witch hunts and killed all the fucking witches and said that they were bad when they were not bad. They were healing people. Then you have the the uh, the destruction of the ancient way. And then we brought in allo- allopathic medicine, which is modern day Western world medicine. And we went over this many times. I'm not 100% against modern day medicine when it comes to trauma. Yeah. Right, never a better time to yeah get in a car. If it wasn't for that, oh, one hundred percent. If it wasn't for modern day medicine, I would be an amputee. I would have a, I wouldn't have a foot. Yeah, I think we all have a couple screws or something like that here and there that we can attribute to. I work in hospitals professionally. You don't want to be in there because I see all the 
the behind the scenes stuff that most people they're they're filthy. Even even the best run ones where they're trying like they're doing the best they can to sterilize and sanitize and whatnot. You do not want the best thing you can do for yourself is preventive maintenance. Literally mm-hmm. taking care of yourself, eating right, exercising, even like mentally, spiritually. I went for a walk last night. I ended up walking for like two hours, smoking a joint, and I was just staring at the sky and taking deep breaths. Mm-hmm. And it, I felt so fucking good. Yeah. And just doing shit like that can keep you out of the hospital. It was a good hospital. night for it, too. It yeah, nice it was. Yeah, clear, clear sky, yeah. cold as shit, and clear, you know, stars and the moon and whatnot. Um, but doing things like that can keep you out of the hospital because once yes. once you find yourself starting to go to the hospital, man, you're it's the beginning of the end. It is, and that goes into what I'm going to say about the germ theory and train theory is that the germ theory is modern day where germs make you sick. Okay, so far this is from my research, and if if you can prove me wrong, please do. I have looked. I will wait. So far, I can't find it. There has never been. One single virus ever that's been isolated, period. Not one, okay? They're dead cells. Viruses are dead cells. They're benign. They do absolutely nothing to you. This is what I have been, re- what I've been uh, learning, okay? I still have questions about it because there's certain things that still don't make sense to me because the point in this is that viruses and germs don't make you sick. Bacteria, sure, but bacteria is not a virus, okay? So when we say germs, what are we actually talking about? Then you have terrain, okay? Terrain is your environment. It could be the people that you surround yourself with. It could be EMFs or microwaves or some type of radiation in the air. It could be pesticides, herbicides, and poisons that are put in your food. It could be... uh, too sanitary, living too uh, sanitary, okay? Because our immune system, just like jujitsu, they're warriors. If you want to be a good warrior, you got to spar and you got to go to war quite often, okay? Yeah, same with lifting weights. You have to push against something. To any, there has to be resistance. And if you let your immune system Netflix and chill all day, every single day, even when a fucking pussy warrior comes by, he whoops your ass. If you're constantly in a sanitary state, you are Netflixing and chilling with your immune system. It's been proven and documented through research that kids that grow up with like farm animals and living out in the dirt, like they're, they're immune. They don't have allergies and their immune system is just strong. We are never sick. That's, that's an even, that's not even up for debate. No, I 100%. Like I've noticed just since living here compared to any other house that I've lived at where the entire family is sick less. However, we're in goat and chicken and duck shit 24 seven. Yeah. How is this possible? Just earlier today when I was shoveling up some shit, I grabbed the shovel and I take a big handful and there's duck shit all over the handle. And I'm like, yuck. <laughs> I fucking wipe it off. I'm start like on my pants or the yeah, on my pants. I fucking walk over, start chopping wood. Probably totally forgot. Yeah. I end up putting a chew in my mouth. Yep. I probably have a little duck shit in my <laughs> chew. But you know what? No, for sure. I'm yeah. healthy as fuck. Yeah. Stanaway, yeah. Stanaway's tobacco. That's right. Yeah. Shit'll be on the market next and, year, guys. And it took me a little bit. I, you know, I grew up in a very nice home. My mom cleaned 24-7. I mean, my house was always spotless. And for me to live here, it almost gives me anxiety. It's yeah. muddy all the time. It's dirty all the time. The fucking chickens get out and the ducks get out and then it's all raining and they're standing in the, right at the front door. 
You walk outside and I stepped in fucking chicken shit with my brand new handmade socks on. I'm going to chop all these chickens head off. And then it's like, okay, that's not going to help anything. I have to have these animals. Life is messy. Life Mm -hmm. is messy. And you know what? If I had more money and this is further along, I think five, 10 years down the road, as the structures become more developed, maybe it will be a lot nicer. But right now, it's just me. It's, it's pretty b- awesome. It, it is pretty awesome, but it's not a Better Homes magazine. No, who, who gives a shit? In that, my nobody mind. Wants, nobody wants In my mind. You yeah. want it to be there. I want it to be there. Yeah. In my and mind. That, and that's I, absolutely okay. But I, it's the, the thing, because I'm, I'm redoing my house and I'm struggling with all this other shit. Yeah, yeah um, Home and Garden TV is coming to Jordan's like this week. Yeah, you should see no, this place. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I, my house is a wreck, okay. right? But I'm working on it. Yeah. Right? And uh, I have a real hard time getting going when things aren't just perfect. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. And when I don't have all the stuff I need to do it, when I, you know, and listening to you over the last couple of weeks, you've talked about that multiple times where you're like, Hey, you know, I just, you got to pull the trigger at some point and just get going. Yeah. It's not going to be perfect. Life, life is imperfect and you just need to get it going. Yes. And, and that's what I'm learning. Yeah, it you know, is it's like, fuck, it's not know. about the resources. It's about being resourceful. It's, and I look at my janky ass shit. I got back there. I got like some, some orange caution fucking fencing that I've zip tied on the other fencing because the chickens kept getting through. Then the turkey started jumping over the fence. So I had to find some netting, but I didn't, I mean, netting's expensive. It's like $360 for a hundred feet of it. And so I'm like, okay, well we had took the trampoline down and then I end up cutting the net for that. Okay, kids, you don't get a net for the trampoline anymore. And it's not perfect, but it keeps them, it keeps them in. And I started thinking like, that if I don't just do it, here's you here's what's important. Is it important how fucking pretty it is, no. or is it important that my chickens aren't being eaten by coyotes? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I love that you're saying this because I, I was thinking about this just the other day. I grew up in Omak, Washington, where it's like really economically depressed, and so nobody just people just don't have much, right? And so a lot of times houses are just sided with plywood and paint, and everybody's fence is kind of just like your everybody's back back acreage looks just like your back acreage because nobody has a lot of resources. Right. And so you, then you, you know, you live over here in all these manicured suburbs where it's grass and flower beds because everybody's working at Microsoft or Amazon or one, you know, one of these tech companies and there's, there's a lot of wealth. Um, but none of these people know how to do anything because they all, they, they literally pay someone to mow their grass. Yeah. Whereas in some of these poorer places, Everybody just has to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. And those people are far more resilient and resourceful. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, Form follows I, function. I'm really, yeah, I'm really glad I grew up there just because I feel like I have some of that resilience and resourcefulness. And it worries me that my kids are growing up in a suburb. Mm-hmm. And also another, do you go back to what you were saying about the animals and the, the shit everywhere? I grew up with cows and horses and chickens and ducks and turkeys and uh, goats. I don't get sick. Yeah. And I'm not allergic to anything. Yeah. My wife grew up, like you're talking about, where her parents kept the house very manicured and everything had to be perfect. She has allergies. She gets sick. She goes down. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it again, it's, it's so well documented in legitimate medical research that when you grow up, when you grow up around dander and poop 
and all all these things that we consider quote unquote germs. Yeah. It's actually really good for you. It is. And that doesn't mean that does not mean that we should not have hygiene and live in our fucking sewage. Yeah. Because that's well, where on. real Who's, fucking problems come show from. Show of hands. Yeah. Who's got underwear on right now? I do. Yeah, dude. All you guys? Yeah. That's yeah. really poor hygiene. It's something we learned about, Tobin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an um, odd trait. Yeah. If, so, hold, if you guys want to know the backstory on that one, you got to go listen to the uh, Enlightened Neanderthals. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the, the one thing before we move on from the germ theory to terrain theory is the reason why I don't believe that the coronavirus exists is I can't find one single virus that's ever been isolated, let alone the SARS-CoV-2 that's ever been isolated. I can't see in any medical documentation that a virus has ever caused someone getting sick, period, in any fucking way, shape, or form. So then it's like, okay, well, clearly people get sick, right? Like, people get fucking sick. I've been sick many times. I'm not going to say, like, something's making us sick, and it goes back to the terrain. Then... Our body has a way of detoxing through our liver, through our spleen, our kidneys, our lungs. We have all these different ways of detoxing. If the detox, if you are more toxic than your threshold, you're going to have to detox in a different way, such as mucus, such as coughing, such as shitting, such as puking, such as sweating, all these different things. Then we look at when people are most likely to get sick we have what's called the flu season, right? So somewhere at the end of fall. Well, there is seasons to life, period. You look at all the plants and there's a season. Right now I have no leaves on my trees because at fall, about flu season, it drops all this shit because if it has anything, it's going to die off. It created If it created leaves in January, it would freeze and then it would die off and it would fuck up the cycle, probably kill the tree. So it, it literally goes like dormant, okay? You have animals that they they know when to fuck. Elks have, you know, they're in the rut. How do they know? They're like, oh, shit, it's uh, September 1st, 2022. I'm pretty sure I got to go meet Johnny down here in the field. He's supposed to fuck me before uh, September 25th, you know? <laughs> like, they, they, there's some inherent natural cycle to life. Our seasons, the moon, the sun, the plants, us. So yeah, and what's interesting about wild animals is it's all based on their what is it gestation period yes. so that they have they drop their babies in the spring. Yes. Yeah, which is crazy that they know if they dropped it in fall, yeah, it would die. Yeah. So I start looking in more to this terrain theory and it seems that from spring to through summer we are more outside with nature. The vibration in the world is at a, is a higher vibration. Our vitamin D is better. We're usually more happy. We're usually, our intentions are great, are, or more positive. And then we have to detox every year around this time. And so something is happening to where, I don't know if, if like say I was sick and then we don't want to be around each other because there's clearly and I know from personal experience where someone's sick and I do hang out with them and then I get sick. So that would be contagion. But under terrain theory, contagion isn't the same as you passing it off to me. It's you giving a, a frequency or something or a, or a pheromone or something saying, hey, it's time that we do this. If I'm not very toxic, I might not get sick because my, in, my immune system can just do it without me having to overload and puke and shit or whatever it is. 
just like w- women start their fucking moon cycle together, right? What what what's is that a contagion or is something else happening? I don't fucking know. I'm not a doctor, you guys. I'm just looking into this. I don't think so either because it's not taught. But I bet if you went to the Chinese, the the, the witches or whatever, they fucking know what's going on. And then then I have questions about it because there are certain things where it's like if you have sex with someone who has um, some type of STD or whatever, you clearly can pick up this STD. So is it a contagion from a virus? You know, I think... There's these viruses that are, are non-treatable, I guess. So if you have sex with someone who has an STD and you pick up this virus, is it the virus? Is it a pheromone? Was it a frequency? Like, I don't fucking know what's going on. But I know that I'm not convinced that something has been considered real if you've never isolated. Like you said with Bigfoot. If I've seen Bigfoot, okay, and I go around and I tell the world that we need to lock down because Bigfoot's going to kill us all. And you guys go, okay, do you have a picture of it? And I go, no. And you go, do you have a video of it? No. You got a hair sample of it? No. Okay, well, how do you know it was there? Because I said it was there. I am someone where I, just like the fucking, just like the goddamn planets out there, you can't give me one image or one picture. Not an image. I don't want an image. That's all there is is images. I want a fucking photo or some type of sample that says this is a real thing. And when I go onto the CDC or the WHO and they blatantly say like, it's never been isolated. I, my red flags go up and I go, okay, well, what is the real reason for the pandemic? Is it really about a coronavirus? It was theft of wealth from the middle class. Sure. But what is the end goal? What is this starting? What is the great reset? What is agenda 2030? Right. It's to get us all tracked and surveillance through a digital ID and some tor- and really connect us to a com- to AI. It's transhumanism is the real end goal. Okay, so I always go back to the beginning of the first thing is is that we need to that the coronavirus is real. It's gonna kill everyone, but then they tell us that it's a ninety nine point nine nine seven percent chance of whatever it is. Yeah. And then they start telling us that we need to test with a PCR test, which we all know doesn't actually test for a virus. It's not for infectious disease. It magnifies like little particles of what may have been a virus like 8 trillion times over. And then if it and actually makes it. finds one part, it's like, aha, okay, found it. So then they, the, the inventor of it tells you this. Then you have the NIH, you have, the, you have Fauci, you have the CDC, you have the WHO saying that if it's, you know, used at more than 35 times magnification or whatever it was, that it's, like, faulty. And then they come out and say, hey, we've been doing it at 45. So, for the last two years, every test has been faulty, yet the coronavirus is real and everyone has it and we need to stay locked down. And then we can give you vaccines for it, whatever vaccines we want. And then we can make the stats go up and we can make it go down and we can have new variants and we have other variants, and you guys will believe us. Because the thing doesn't actually exist. Because if it did really exist, none of, you would have to have a real test. to. You would use a real one. You would want people to use a real test. If I wanted you to know that I'm good at jujitsu, I want you to do real jujitsu with me. Yeah. Not taekwondo. Not fucking, right? So all these things go off in my head. And I go, what better way to control the population 
than to completely lie to them. Now you can do whatever the fuck you want for as long as you want forever, and they can never catch you on it. Now, with that being said, people were sick, and people did die, and I personally know people who fucking died. So then it goes, well, what was it then? People were getting sick, yeah. and I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. And if you lost your family member to what you were told was coronavirus, my condolences do actually go out to you. I, I got really, really sick in December of 2019, and our whole crew at work did. So I, I think we had the original variant mm -hmm. before it was known to be on our shores. And what is that? If it's not a virus, yeah. then what is that? And I don't actually know other than the two things that I have if someone asks me, like, what do I think it was? I will say what I think it was, but I don't actually know. And what I think it was is either new radiation EMFs, microwaves that they're either dropping from the chemtrails or the 5G towers. They're, they're doing, they did something because every other time that they did this, some type of flu comes out, whether it's the Spanish flu or polio or whatever. Every time AM radio comes out, boom, this happens. FM radio comes out, boom, this happens. Microwaves and, and fucking satellites come out, boom, this happens. Every fucking time they come out with a new EMF technology, this exact thing happens where humans get very, very sick, they fucking push vaccines, and they put masks on them. So we were just told that 5G was coming out in the last two years. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe it has nothing to do with it, but I'm not going to count that out. The other thing is, is the aerosolic from the, the stratosphere, the chemtrails, they, there is so many patents of them being able to drop aerosolic shit on us. Yeah. And if you can drop aerosol of whatever it is that you want on us and you drop it over New York City and everyone gets sick and then you push everyone into the fucking nursing homes and you tell all the people that, hey, we'll give you hundreds of thousands of dollars if you pretty much kill them in this order. And then sign your ventilator, sign your remdesivir, sign COVID death, sign X, Y, and Z. To me, it just seems like a big fucking scheme to depopulate people because in all of these sick, evil fuckers books, they talk about depopulation. There's too many fucking people in the world, which is bullshit because I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever driven or flown from like even Washington to fucking Montana... It's a lot of land. None There's of it's used. None of it's used. Yeah. Well, of course we're running out of resources when you put everyone in a fucking cage. If I put all my animals in one cage, they're going to run out of fucking area. Well, what about the rest of the 10 acres on the land? Yeah. They can't use that? Oh, uh, well, you know, it's, it's all fucking bullshit. It's abundance. The, the, like, people keep saying that abundance is like some woo-woo utopia thought. And I'm like, no, it's nature. <laughs> natural law is abundance. Yeah. So the only reason why anything in our life isn't abundant is because something or someone is suppressing it. And that's the truth. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to energy. In my opinion, if we had free energy, you cannot, you cannot control us anymore. We have our own energy. We have our own ways of moving we have our own ways of heating we have our own lights we have our own ways of growing food throughout the world if, if a third world country had free energy they would outdo us americans in about a week oh yeah combine that with resourcefulness that they're used to, yeah mm -hmm. oh. you know what i mean 
So, anyways, I don't believe I don't believe COVID exists. I think it's one hundred percent a scheme. It was planned. They do this with all the other ones, just like fucking AIDS and Anthony Fauci with the AZT. It's all it's all bullshit, man. Yeah. So fuck it. Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Stanaway. Yeah, here we go. Right off the gate. Right off the gate. God damn it. At one hour, we're gonna take a break. So in twenty minutes. Oh, yeah. oh you're good. Good lord. Uh I'll say so um on the COVID thing, because mm-hmm. I mean it's it's still a big thing going on. It sure so is. it shouldn't just be glossed over. Um, I, I mean I got COVID. I tested positive for it, and I've been sick many times in my life. And this was the one time where I got sick, where I was like, this is this felt like it was made in a lab. Yeah, you know, yes. like yeah. this was the one sickness I got, and it was only for one day where it was like I felt like shit. I had a high temperature and I got it in the summer and I remember laying in bed and I'm like, I'm so fucking hot. I got it during that heat wave when it was like 111 degrees. Yep. And I woke up. It was a day we're supposed to go shooting with the Woolridge guys. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I wake up. I'm like, my throat kind of feels weird within like two hours. I'm like, I'm dying. And that day it got up to like 112 degrees. And I'm like, I just want to cool down. So I put the fan on on me, and I'm laying in the bed. And as soon as that air from the fan hit me, I'm like, the air hurts my body to touch and stuff. Damn. You know, my stepdad said the same thing that his body hurt. Yeah, like from the air and like to touch. Yeah, and even me, I did get sick two Thanksgivings ago. Yeah, and <clears throat> mine, my taste went away like 100. Yeah. percent it was Thanksgiving, and I could eat apple crisp, and I could eat mashed potatoes and stuffing, <laughs> and if I closed my eyes, I, no I couldn't tell the difference between oh, the two. the worst day ever to lose your The sp- only thing I could oh. think of, I kept telling Vanessa, I said, okay, if the apocalypse happens and shit really hits the fan, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to me because <laughs> I have the weakest stomach, dude. I will puke so fucking easy, and if I can just smash down slugs and snails and pine cones yeah, and pretend and that it's fucking, fucking peaches cream. and cream, yeah, 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 dude, yeah. we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! I feel bad for my dad though because he he got whatever the fuck it was and uh, he couldn't drink beer after. Yeah, yeah I tasted it, the, the taste of it. Fucking just yeah. he was like ugh. Terrible. Uh, yeah. There is a doctor called Dr. Named, not called, named Dr. Brian Artis. And he says that he says that whatever is causing that, because out of all the sicknesses I've ever had, never has my taste gone yeah. away. Maybe like dimmed down. Yeah. But this was like shit. fucking yeah. gone. Yeah. And so that was not nat. That wasn't natural, yeah. right? And it was but gone without having your nose just be completely plugged, plugged up, plugged right? Up. No, I Which could breathe just wild. fine. Wild. But that doctor says that if you take nicotine, that nicotine goes into the receptors and will clean it out. Some whatever that is has gone into your nicotine receptor, and it's holding it there. That if you want your taste to get back. Just go, like, you know, if you don't smoke or chew or whatever, go get some nicotine gum and just chew on it for, like, a day or two. And apparently, it'll bring your fucking taste and smell right Hmm. back. I don't know because it's been so long. And I don't know if I believe that because I chewed the whole time. There you go. Yeah. So, I guess I just kind of answered my own question. (laughs) I just thought about that. I've always chewed. So, huh. That doctor's fucking lying. Full of Son it. of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, 
man. Uh, uh, hang on though. Uh, so I got COVID and stuff like that. And so the thing that kind of bothers me is like, I'm not a big China proponent. Like, you know, they're the best people in the world, yeah. but just through science and looking at what they've done in the past, like when we've put bans on cloning, mm-hmm. you know, and China's like, fuck that. We're going to yeah. clone some people. They love yeah. cloning. Yeah. Dude. And Fuck then it's a, like, uh, you get CRISPR rest, technologies yeah. out and yeah. they're like, we're going to only use this medical intervention for genetic disorders. And mm-hmm. China's like, we're going to crisp some people, Yep, <laughs> you know? And so it's like anything that's regarded as something you don't do, they'll, they're like, let's go ahead and do it. Yeah. We're, there's no kibosh. It's Full open, full throttle. Yeah, they have zero. Yeah. They don't have any wall. There's no parameters. It's just like, hey, we got this new thing called CRISPR technology where we can 3D print biological matter. Let's fucking make a human pig dragon android. Man bear. Okay. Pig. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, well, okay, just because. Uh, just because you can. Just because you can doesn't mean that we should, you know? Yeah. I can do a lot of things, yeah. right? We could go rob the bank. We could go fucking pillage a whole town it's the morals we were talking about but we don't because that's not the right thing to do but that's what scares me in all this is that when other people are doing these things and it's like okay we just learned that it did come from a lab yeah yeah no shit but it's like why doesn't our country why don't other countries want us to know these things what about it that something so obvious and blatantly out there why do they stop it from being permitted to the public? I, I kind of wonder if the reason we're headed into it. All right. So I'm going to, here's, here's my tinfoil hat theories, yeah. right? So I've, I've started to look at like World War I and the Spanish flu as possibly one of the resets, mm-hmm. right? Because all of our current political national lines, like especially in Europe and North Africa, were drawn after World War I. So Let's let's try to imagine the world pre World War One, say eighteen ninety nine, right or nineteen hundred, when what, Tartaria is yeah the yeah rulers. I got and, some questions about that shit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so, and so, and then that led me into the uh, you know I know you've heard me say this before. If I if I hand you a book that says U.S. history on it, everybody just accepts that as yeah, this is this is fact. It's yeah. in. This is the textbook that the public school system uses. Well, what what is the public school system? Is it is it the Ministry of Information, like nineteen eighty four style? Because it it is a centralized clearinghouse for approved information. Yeah, not necessarily factual. No, whatever and, his story is, and and we've all been conditioned. Like the reason people call us conspiracy theorists or call someone conspiracy theorist is we've been conditioned to accept that whatever we were told in that public school is fact. Yes. And we're not, you don't question it. The book says U.S. history and it's a textbook. Mm -hmm. How could you question that? But I wasn't there and none of you guys were there and I don't know who wrote this book, but for some reason we're, we're, we are conditioned to not ask any questions about that. So if world war one was a reset, world war one and the Spanish flu, they redrew all the political lines in Europe after that and possibly in North America. We don't really know. Mm -hmm. Um, because I wasn't there, yep. and neither were you. Uh, this, the the you know the dawning of the internet. This is something new. This is kind of the wild west of information, where suddenly we all have connectivity to the entire world mm-hmm. instantly, like speed of light, right? And so that has got that that I shouldn't say it has got to be. It is causing a massive disruption 
in the control of information. The media, the media, like just like the the Department of Education is actually a centralized clearinghouse for the approved information. So was legacy media, right? Everybody watched Walter Cronkite mm-hmm. and what Walter Cronkite said on the news. It's gospel. That's what's happening. Yep. Same with the New York Times, the LA Times. You know, there were there were like four major papers in the United States, mm-hmm. and whatever they published. That's what was happening. You know what I mean? And so, and the only the only discourse you could have was with your friends and neighbors who lived within you know walking. You, you'd have to go actually talk to somebody, and you couldn't just get on your computer or your smartphone and instantly have video or social media post from someone in Taiwan or uh, you know where else like uh, Myanmar or any of these you know. Uh, uh, North Africa, what's the uh, Darfur, right? So suddenly we all are interconnected. And I, it kind of makes me think that the people who, sp- you know, they've spent hundreds of years controlling the approved information and suddenly it's out of control. Oh, yeah. And now now it's like, oh, shit, it's time for a reset, like right fucking now. I think the, the internet was their biggest downfall. Yes. But they had to have it. You cannot connect us to a transhumanist agenda without the internet. Yeah. So they had to do it, but unfortunately, I think they just rolled it out too fast. They should have rolled it out and censored from the very beginning. Yeah. One-way communication. Yeah. Just yeah. like China or, or Korea, North Korea or whatever it is. Or maybe they didn't roll it out. Maybe it was maybe it was an accidental and yeah. got out of their hand. Like, they're people. It was made they're, not, they're not perfect, yeah. so they're, they're going to make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck, they make mistakes all the time. I thought the, the internet came from a bat. <laughs> well, <laughs> it actually came from the mycelium bat. network. Ah. The original, the original, the original net, yeah. the original internet, Fuck nature's yeah. internet, big ass mushrooms, big ass mushrooms from here all the way down to Northern California and all the way over to Montana. You know, I got to tell you, I was, I was debating on whether or not I would talk about this today, but you, you're going to like this. So yeah. last night, Did you walking, eat a bunch of mushrooms? No, oh. no walking, uh, smoked a joint and I'm just looking at the sky and going through like the Wim Hof breathing yeah. techniques. Mm-hmm. And I had this thought of like, you know, I'm looking up at stars, which are all mini nuclear reactions, you know, or just mini massive nuclear <laughs> reactions. Yeah. Sorry, mini as in M A N Y. I'm looking yeah. up at all these mini nuclear reactions up in the sky, and I was like, the amount of fucking energy in the universe is unbelievable. Like, yep. why why we're worried about how we're gonna get re- energy, recharge our cars, yes. or, yeah, like run out of petrol oil or whatever, because the energy, A, it's a fix, it's a closed system. The energy of the universe is constant, so we can't create it or destroy it. It's here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, man, if I could just, if people could figure out how to take that energy in, and I was like, no, that's that's wrong. We should actually be thinking about how to give energy back mm-hmm. to the universe. And, dude, I started having that same like it came creeping up my arms, like when I took the heart medicine mm-hmm. with the shaman. Yeah. And then it was into my chest. Like voltage is going through you. Bro, I went there. Yeah. I, I went down the rabbit hole. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, they it's, say the breath work is another way of releasing that DMT in your body, yeah. which is opening up your consciousness and, and allowing your third eye and your crown chakra to connect. Yeah. But just, just being outside, you know, in away from screens, away from Netflix, off the couch, in the cold, breathing, paying attention to the sky and thinking about, I shouldn't even say thinking about, concentrating on putting energy into the universe. And it was like, I, I went, I, I went, 
into the rabbit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know the place I'm talking about. Yeah, the field. I, I went into that place. Yeah. And it's hard. I, I don't know how to describe it other than to say <laughs> you got to go. You, you got to go yeah. before you. And then once you've been in, then you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. it's definitely an interesting place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time my shaman at the end of at the end of every ceremony, he sings this song. And it's like about rowing your, your boat back. Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, it's time to row your boat back. And I can't remember how the song goes. When I'm there, for some reason, I know exactly how it goes. It's like, oh, fuck, I can go back to shore. But I remember the last time I had ended up drinking like three fucking cups. And he's like, hey, row your boat back. And I was like, I can't row. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're definitely out in the ocean for quite a while. And everyone like sits up and they sing some good songs and they have some soup and some bread and I'm just floored on my mat. I never got up, dude. I was like, dude, I got to sleep out here. Because you know what it's like. Yes. It's like yeah. so disorienting. Yeah. And, oh, fuck. I just remember putting my blanket over my head and like, oh, I can't wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's intense. Okay. Uh, they're talking about ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yeah, those yeah sorry. Yeah. To Which my, my most recent podcast was with him. Yeah. So it was really good for people who want to know a little bit more about it. Go listen to the episode that says soul of the vine with Kevin Dodson. He is my shaman and he, he's a very cool dude. He's helped me tremendously, which he doesn't even know. Cause he says it's not him. He's like, well, <laughs> I didn't fucking do that, dude. I have no idea what your problems are. <laughs> he, he, just, he just shined a flashlight. He just shined a flashlight, yeah. pretty much. He was my tour guide, is the way I look at it. <laughs> yeah. Brought me to the fucking, whatever, the cosmos, and kind of put some parameters on it. Didn't, didn't allow me to just drift off forever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he was your Coast Guard. He was my Coast Guard, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. in the boat just kind of pushed it away. I gotta be. Okay, well, let's just take a break right now. And we'll be back in a second. Okay, guys, we're back from our break. Everyone got a joint. <laughs> got a beer. Crack, 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 crack. The beer. We're ready to rock and roll for part two. Who's got the next conspiracy question? I want to talk about Tartaria. Let's That's talk exactly about what it. I was going to say. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, Big ass guys. What is Tartaria? What is it? Yeah, Tyler. Um, do you. So. And my, my curiosity with this ties in with like the Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson, ancient civilization theory, which more, there's more and more legitimate science behind that, that says, uh, pre ice age, you know, previous to 12,800 years ago, there probably were some advanced human civilizations on the planet. Is Tartaria part of that or is Tartaria more recent? I think Tartaria, I think it's in between that <clears throat> because... This is actually a perfect fucking time, you guys. I've been trying to talk to Toby about this thing that's too much to text. And when we get to jujitsu, it's like, that's not the right time to be talking about this. Yeah. Okay. So recently, within the past year and a half, and I don't know, I don't know how life works like this, but I came across something. And it seems to me that every time I get stuck in this, like, my next question and I can't find it and I can't find it. Like one day something will just pop up where it's like, what the fuck does the universe just give me the answer? And then I get it. And usually another question comes up. And so what it was, was kind of that 
like, where did this all start from? Well, I came across something called the Bach Saga. Okay. Okay. Spell Bach. B-O-C-K. Okay. Writing this shit down. Right. Yep. It's called the Bach Saga. I was listening to a podcast of people that I enjoy or or conspiracies or whatever, and they started bringing up the Bach Saga, and it, it interests me. And what it is, is supposedly the original story of planet Earth. Okay. Well, we've heard that from... A million different places. Right. I didn't think much of it. And as I started listening to it, it was like, wow. There's, whether it's real or not, there's definitely real shit that it consists of. Yeah. And it's supposedly the Bach family is the first family ever on planet Earth. Oh. Ever. Okay. okay? Now, whether that's Adam and Eve as a different, you know, a different. Each, each book has its own version of the same story right i mean that that's just language right whatever we call them so <clears throat> regardless in the box saga frey and freya are the first human beings and this story is told it was never written down from the beginning of time because if it was written down it could be interpreted and translated like a telephone game so the the, the way they did it was mom tells it to, to son and on it goes. Well, Eeyore Bach was the last remaining member of the Bach family. And Eeyore himself was actually adopted. So he was not a uh, by blood. Okay. He was adopted by the last family of the Eeyore or of the Bach family. His name was Eeyore. <clears throat> he decided that he was going to write this down. And he was. Tr- they tried to kill him, or I don't know who they is, but the powers that be tried to kill him. They didn't, they weren't successful. He became, I believe, a paraplegic. Lived out another 12 years, I think, in India. And, and these dates could be off. I don't, I don't, something like that. And then they, they killed him. A, another hit was on him and they took his life. Okay. okay. That also gives me another red flag. Anyone who's being tried to be assassinated, whether it's good or bad, I don't know, but I like to know the answer. You know, is he a fucking rapist, murderer, thug, or is he shining light on people's fucking shadows? Yeah, funny. Yeah. Not not to segue and distract you, but no one ever asks why JFK was assassinated. Well, because if you do, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist, right. and that's a derogatory statement. So we'll get back. Sorry, I didn't I didn't yep. want to change the subject. No, I just okay. wanted to point out that we know like. People just, like, they're like, yeah, JFK assassinated in 1963. Single single gunman in the book depository. And nobody says, well, why? Yeah, why did the the bullet go through, like, the front of his head when he was shot in the back of the head? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of weird. Yeah, sorry, I didn't want to derail no. you. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> There's so many rabbit holes, you got to be careful yeah. here. You know? Okay. Navigating the so, fucking fine lines. Anyway, so then I start to research the box saga. I want to know more about it. And I came across a guy named Jim Chesner on YouTube. And there was a three-part series, and I started listening to it. And it blew my fucking mind, you guys. Like, if you have an open mind and you, I guess, already have the, the base foundation of what I know, it made absolute perfect sense. Like, more sense than anything I've ever come across in my entire life. Once again, 
I do not know if this is true or not, but it was definitely resonating on a, like, holy shit, there's something to this. And what it is, is pretty much like this. At the very beginning of time, there was, <laughs> it's going to seem crazy, but the world was not on a tilt, okay? Right now, the axis is tilted. I think at like 26 or 23 yeah, degrees, yep. right? It was not tilted, which means that the sun never set and never rose. Instead of it going like this, it made a circle. It made a ring. Like Alaska. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But it made it to where it was always like, you know, 80 degrees every day, year round. Okay. Every single person on planet Earth was black because of the, the tropics. The sun. The, the mm-hmm. sun. Yep. And they called it uh, Paradiset. It was like paradise. Okay. okay. There was two, there was two families or two of bloodlines. I'm not a professional at this. So if you really want to know, you're going to have to start listening to the podcast and reading the book. But there was two families, the Acer and the Vanner. Now the, the center of like the, the center of the circle was hell. Okay. But it's Helsinki, Finland. Okay. Up by, if you guys don't know, there's a, in the old ancient maps, it's where Hyperborea is at, the center. Then something happened. The, the earth tilted, and the Vanner ended up having to go. This would be like the Ice Age, I believe. The Vanner went south and created other lands, such as England, Ireland, Poland, all the other lands. The Acer stayed and went inside. They went into the earth, Okay. They stayed there for thousands and thousands of years. And it, they have their own language. And, like, you read the language. Like, Acer and Vanner are the very first language, but you put them both together and you get English. And, like, it, it, I, I wish I had the book. I let my sister borrow it. Yeah. But you fucking read it, and it's like, oh, my God. Like, hello. Like, when you greet someone, hello. Well, that's because hell was in the center, and then the ring, the sun makes a perfect circle, which is the O. So whenever you greet someone, they're probably going to come from... Helsinki? Yeah. This is like the very... Like I said, I'm not a professional, and I don't know it enough to be able to relay the information. Like, I just have not... That hasn't been my main thing is to explain the box saga to people because most people are going to discredit immediately. Yeah. The Bible is the fucking, yeah. the Bible is the first person, blah, 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 blah. This is how the story is created. Okay. Well, it's not even saying that God still could have created Paradiset. You know, he still could have created, I mean, they have a different way. They say that it came from a goat and a monkey, I believe. Okay. But Maybe it's a metaphor. Maybe it's literal. I don't fucking know. All I know is after I read it, it might not have given me all the answers that I needed, but it definitely made a lot more sense. Because after that, I think is like Tartarian times. And I don't know what this Tartaria is. I think I don't think Tartaria is a person or like a type of people. Or no, let me take that back. I believe it's a it's not a race. No, it to 
the way I understand it, it was a country that comprised of most of Northern Europe, Asia, what you know, what is now Russia, and prior to the Ice Age, there was a large landmass between Alaska and Russia. It wasn't a small land bridge; it was a giant like swath of land that went all the way down through off the coast of California. Yeah, and if we're to believe, like again, there's more and more like legitimate. Uh, geological and archaeological evidence coming out. And now, especially with LIDAR, where they can fly a plane mm-hmm. over the Amazon, they're finding all these cities. Mm-hmm. I really hope at some point they figure out a way to put that LIDAR on some sort of submersible because the oceans have risen 400 yeah. feet since the Ice Age. So, you know, we know now, like, look at where we live right now in Seattle. Like, the population is all jammed right here on the coast. And so it's very likely that if we could put a LIDAR 500 feet below the ocean, We'd find a lot of ruins. Yeah, of, middle of, of the a, Puget Sound is yeah, where all yeah. the villages a past, would be. A past yeah. civilization. Yeah, you know, it's I agree. Interesting, like, there is a lot of hubris to think that, like, we're the best in something couldn't have existed in the past. Cataclysm, major events happen and stuff. And if you think of, like, the idea of Pangea and continental shift or crustal displacement, you know, say millions of years ago you had the ups and downs of things, and then... Yeah, just like you said, you have all the landmass of the Earth is at one concentrated point, right? Yeah. And say it's at the North Pole, all the land's up there. You have it in the summer, the sun spins it around it the whole 24 hours, 22 hours a day almost. It's yeah. all. I mean, there are kind of rational explanations for like what could have happened in the past and what dies off and comes back from it. And we have these sayings, like the saying of, yeah, until hell freezes over. Oh, Helsinki. It's very cold there. Oh. And here's 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 another. But it wasn't. That's yeah. the thing. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's here's another one. So we know that the Amazon or not the Amazon, the uh, Sahara Desert used to be lush, lush green yeah. forest. So here's everybody listening. Go on Google Earth right now and zoom out until you're looking at North Africa, and it looks like you can see the striations in the land where a giant flood came south out of the, the Gulf of Arabia and washed across what is now the Sahara Desert. And it's so obvious now that you can zoom out and actually look at it with this, you know, these new technologies, mm-hmm. where you couldn't do that before. You'd, you'd be standing on the ground, like looking at these giant formations in the rock, and it would never occur to you. But if you zoom out on North Africa right now on Google Earth and look at it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, water, water came down from the Gulf of Arabia and washed across here. And that's – and there's – and you, and you can see everything south of there is very green. It's like, oh, it just took all the topsoil and the plants and the humans and the civilization and, and washed it, it all right off into the Atlantic Ocean. And you can see the Rishot structure sitting right there, and it's clear as day. They can they use it as a landmarker from space, which is it's this giant, they call it the Eye of the Sahara. It looks like these giant concentric, concentric rings, and it matches perfectly the descriptions of Babylon. So there's more shit, right? Yeah. And if you go back to the Tartarian or the Tartarian infrastructure in our country, in the United States of America, there is Tartarian infrastructure yeah. in every single large city in our in in every state of our country, and it's directly like related to the same infrastructure or architecture in all of these places. Yes. Why does our let's take the Tacoma? Uh, oh fuck, I don't remember the name of it. Fuck it, let's take the. Uh, the capital. Okay. Take the Olympia capital. What does it look like? Has a giant dome on it. Yeah. Right. Go look at the white house or not the white house, but DC capital. 
Go look at the, all the courthouses and other capital buildings in our country. Then go over to Europe. How can we have the same one as the Vatican? How can we have the same one as in Moscow, Russia? Yeah. All of these things. The architecture is the same. It's all the and same. Here's here's something else I've kind of hit on recently is because I work in construction, I look at some of these giant cathedrals in Russia and I'm like, I work for a major contractor in the city of Seattle and I'm telling you, you we don't have the technology to build these cathedrals today. You, could, you no. couldn't, it can't be done. No, we or sh- I shouldn't say it can't be done. Obviously, it can be done. We don't possess the technology in 2023 to build them. No, and then they tell us that they did it with a fucking horse and buggy and a hammer and chisel yeah. and a goddamn kerosene lantern. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not buying that. Yeah. I do very high-end metalwork, yeah. and we are not building that we shit. Just, we just build shitty square boxes yes. out of sheetrock, and they look like fucking ass 20 years later. Uh-huh. Like a state-of-the-art new tech or new you know, Microsoft campus or state-of-the-art hospital. It's going to look like a piece of shit in 20 years. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it, it all has to be sharp angles. As soon as you get to concaves, curves, radiuses, yeah. mm-hmm. things like that, your, how, how do you curve sheetrock? Uh, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? How do you curve stone? stone? Yeah. How do you and make them all? Fit how do you get these right. gargoyles that are like carved out of fucking marble that you or the or sculptures of people where you can see like their cardiovascular well, system? On. So what you do is you quarry a rock that weighs four hundred tons. Yep. And then you get a whole bunch of slaves and you pull it across a desert, and then. You lift it into place, but don't ask us how. Yeah, because my first question is, where'd all these trees come from? Then, have you ever pulled something <laughs> on a log across sand? <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to need a lot. Also, think of the, like, all right. Let's, was it sand? Let, let's say you did or was move. it water oh, at that let's, point? Let's, it it could have yeah. been water. And were they floating it down on those we, barges? Could, they, that would be a different story, right? Rock. On a lot of trees. Yeah. You know, you where'd could. they come from? And here's the other thing. Like, how many people does that take, and how'd you feed them? Where'd you house them with the logistics of, you know, for every worker who's dragging rocks, you're going to have to have camp cooks and a, you know, a doctor to try to keep, you don't want your yes. slaves to die. And trying sewage to or places to shit and sleep. Yeah, we're just trying and to not, figure out eggs. Right and now. then here's something. <laughs> these motherfuckers Egg going. prices during those times were through the roof. <laughs> and another thing that people don't, I don't think that they typically think of. And I didn't either until one day I was at work and we had a large job. And I needed help. But what came down to it was that I needed help with other, with other masters, other journeymen. So, and it got me thinking, okay, say you had 500,000 fucking slaves. You don't have 500,000 master builders. Yeah, exactly. I need fucking master builders. If you, you know what it's like to run a team. Yep. If the people that you're running are not, are just slaves, worker yeah. bees, it takes so much more fucking effort and time yeah. to tell them what to do and get it right that you're not even really. But they won't get it right because they're new. No, I know. Gamma. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. Oh. <laughs> so that's the thing. Is like, oh my god, you nailed it. <laughs> it's, it's it's what we are taught in school is complete bullshit, and most of it we're all finding out. A lot of it you can you can actually prove inaccurate. Um, and so here we are having well, conspiracy theory talk as grown fucking men trying to figure out what's going on in the world. That idea you guys are just talking about, though, is uh, like 
was it Anunnaki, Zachariah Sitchin? Yep. You know that what you said, like, yeah, give me a thousand slaves. And it's like what you say, I got berry pickers, but it's like, I don't need people to pick the berries. I need people that know how to turn the berries into a delicious pie. They'd have to be master stonemasons. That's what I mean. So like the Anunnaki story is like, I don't know what, enlightened individuals somewhere else came and they spliced their genes with Ours. monkeys. Or earth women. Yeah. They want to fuck Some earth, earth hominid, and I then you got it to do too. that. But <laughs> that idea then is that you have these really superior builders, this master class, yep. and then you have helpers around that. And that kind of story yeah. has always been told. Like you said, this story's been recycled into different ways, whether it's South America or Africa or the origins of time. It always kind of comes back to like a supreme being and then a worker ant, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah right. And why does human beings... This is why I always go to the lizard people, dude. This is <laughs> yeah. why. I swear the lizard people, like, the more I go on the journey, the more I'm convinced that whatever the real powers that be, not Klaus Schwab, not Pope Francis, we don't fucking know them. I don't think they can actually exist here in this realm. I think that the Demiurge or the Nephilim or Anunnaki, I don't, I don't know exactly how it works, but there's, like, the demigods where they're half whatever these beings are and then half us yeah they're like the bubble boy they're like yeah. the hands right <laughs> yeah so they have to come in here this is this is my probably my largest conspiracy thing yeah. and i i can't prove it because i i don't even know how to fucking prove it but this is what i think you have the powers that be right now are some type of reptilian race okay and like you said, they came here and they fucked earth women yeah. and they made us. Yeah. We're a hybrid species. Yeah. We're the only animal, animal on the entire planet that has part reptilian brain. The yeah. only one. Why do we have a part of our brain that's reptilian? And what does that consist of? Okay. That is jealousy. That is anger. That is protection. That is resentment. That is all of your ego and the pride. Seven deadly sins. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Then I go back to all ancient traditions and they all are some type of serpent worship religion, whether it's a snake God, yeah. whether it's a fucking upright lizard or yeah. like this alligator being yeah. or Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl, they're all some serpent fucking thing. Even in Christianity, what is it that's in the garden of Eden? Yeah, temptation. Temptation. Okay. The serpent. Okay. Then I start looking at all of our symbolism in the world. What is our medical system? It's a snake yep. wrapped mm -hmm. around two fucking shafts, which symbolize wizardry, Hollywood, magician, black magic, sorcery, and it's intertwined into a double helix. Isn't that what our DNA mm -hmm. looks like? Yeah. They say. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And it doesn't <laughs> just stop there. I haven't seen The it. more you fucking <laughs> open your eyes to this, this serpent thing, you start seeing it everywhere. You go look, you look at the Vatican. They made an entire, the Vatican's like the holiest place on planet earth, right? The Pope is the closest you could get to the Lord and Savior. You look at their facility, it's in the shape of a snake. It looks like a snake. It has fangs, it has fucking eyeballs. Their globe that they put has like a fucking slit down the center. It looks like a snake eye. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Okay, so then I, I'm like, all right. So... As I research into this, I learn about energy. 
and vibrations. And I am convinced that the powers that be have to have low vibration on this planet or they cannot be here. They cannot be in this realm. They don't, I don't believe that they, I don't believe that they feed the same way as human beings. I don't believe that they are the same as us. I truly believe that human beings have love. We have compassion. We have empathy. We want to share. We all want to be positive. But then you look at what's going on in the world, and is it just about money? No. They they already have all the money they ever need. They own the Federal Reserve. They can print. They don't need us to pay taxes. They don't need us to. It's not about money. They own all of the fucking money. It's about control. Yes. Okay? It's about control. Humans have free will. They cannot control our consciousness, our soul, our spirit. And they found that out even in the last two years with the pandemic. People like us, you cannot fucking control us. So what do you have to do? You have to do all their bullshit that they're doing, right? Try to suppress your... Suppress. Spiritually. Spiritually, okay? On top of that, what's happening when we're all down, depressed, fat, weak, lazy, anxiety, on pills... We're at a low vibrational state. We're very manipulated. These people clearly don't care about us. They had no problem killing us with vaccines. They have no problem sending us to war. They have no problem inflating our money. They have no problem locking you in your fucking home. They have no problem telling you that you can't say goodbye to your mother when she's in the hospital. They have no problem at all caring or not giving a fuck about you. Yeah. To me, that's not normal. That's not natural behavior. Now, I could go to a psychopath. It's reptile behavior. Right? That's reptilian behavior. Yeah. But I could go to a psychopath where they're the number one thing that all psychopaths have in common are lack of empathy. Yeah. Okay? But then it goes worse than that because most people don't understand that this all ties at the very highest level into child trafficking. That's what this is all stemmed under. Okay. Oh, yes. And and why is child traffic? Look, I have hair. My yeah. goosebumps, goosebumps because I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just sat. I, was, I I wanted to start shouting into the microphone. But yes. Go ahead. Because of child trafficking, and it's like okay, so you have a bunch of fucking pedophiles. Well, okay. And my question is, okay, you've got to the point where you realize these these celebrities are pedophiles, and I don't think they chose to. I think they literally signed their fucking soul over to whatever. They, they made some type of contract to where they had no choice. They've made movies about it. I mean, look, have you guys ever seen Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. Okay. That's some some ritual ceremony yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. right? Tom Cruise. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Wear a mask and well, fuck someone. Yeah, exactly. These occultist parties. Then you have things that have been leaked out, which people think are conspiracies, and maybe they are. But after a while, how many coincidences have to happen before it's literally mathematically impossible? Yeah, that, that's, that's where I'm <clears> at because I was not at all, I would dismiss this stuff really quickly. But the reality is I was saying, well, that's, that's not how it is because we've been taught how it is. Yeah. And once you start to say, wait a minute, who, I, who, who approved the information that comes through the central clearinghouse, the public school system infer, ministry of information? And then you go, oh, wait. I wasn't there. I don't know who wrote the book. Now I have to start accepting everything may be possible. Yes. Yeah. So once I found out about the child trafficking, I found that that was interesting. You know, 800 million 
fucking children are missing every year in our country alone. The southern border right now is a child trafficking disaster, and so are the Where are they going? And homeless camps right here in Seattle, Portland, and San Francisco. Yes. What people don't want to talk about, again, you know, mainstream media being a central clearinghouse for approved information, is that these drug camps are rife with human trafficking. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Where are the parents... If there's 300,000 kids being trafficked, so that's, that's 600,000 that's, adults. That's, that's one of the big deals with the southern border is that a lot of these people are sending their children north, like solo. Like they're, they're paying a facilitator, a couple, you know, yeah. they're saving up a bunch of money. They're paying a facilitator, mm-hmm. hoping that they're going to be honest and get their child across the border where they're ostensibly, you know, they're, they're sort of sold Undocumented American Undocumented kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can yeah. float around so, like, un, yeah. right. So if you're, if you're, if you get your people into office and you can open up that southern border for just a massive flow of people yeah. that's not being uh, monitored whatsoever, who knows yeah. what's coming across? And a guy tried to blow the whistle on uh, – he was working for MVM, which I happen – I once worked for. They are a major uh, security contractor in the Washington, D.C. area. And they, they – it was under MVM that I worked as a CIA contractor, but really MVM's big – big money making, you know, the, the majority of their business is like rent-a-cop stuff in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. Um, they were contracted to provide basically chaperones for these flights, and they were filling aircraft up with children, flying them to Chicago, New York, whatever. And this guy tried to blow the whistle, and it was really quickly kind of swept under the rug because he was saying, we, we fly these kids to these other cities, and we don't know where they're going. Hmm. They're, it's kind of like we just offload them when we get there, and and he's like, I tried asking, like, hey, but, uh, where, where, where are all these kids going? And no, they're like, yeah, just don't worry about it. We're not, our contract is just to fly them from uh, point A to point B. Yeah. So what's the point? What, well, what's the point of the child trafficking? Well, think right? about this. I, I, I'm going to pull back out for yeah. a second, but the people are, people want you to register your gun. Yeah. All right. Because they care about people, but they don't want people to be registered when they come into the country. Yeah. And they're making a big deal of like, oh, no, no, just let them, let them in. Just let them in. Let them go. Let them go. Don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. And that's what I all want people time. to start thinking is, is when you come up with these things where all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is happening. I want people to start thinking the next question, but why? Right? There's always a why. It's not, they're not doing it. At what point do you realize they're not doing it just for fun? Yeah. Because where are they going and what's happening to them? Yeah. Well, I don't. No, because I haven't been there. But I know, I do know this. Look up deep underground military bases. They're called dumbs. Look up <clears throat> mole children. That's M-O-L-E, children, okay? These are children who have lived underground for generations and generations. They're mutated that are literally used only to harvest organs and adrenochrome. Most people don't know what adrenochrome is. Adrenochrome comes from your pineal gland. It's harvested. It is it is your adrenal liquid that when you terrify a pubescent, prepubescent child to the point where they get what's called panda eyes, which is another thing that you can look up, it will traumatize a child so fucking bad that they will release a, like all of this adrenal, sh- adrenal, I don't know, stuff. Is it mm-hmm. adrenaline? Yes. And they harvest it. They'll fucking sacrifice a child. Worship it to Moloch, which is the child sacrifice god, the owl god, which they do at Bohemian Grove and shit like that, which is a simulation, supposedly. I don't know. I've never been there. Can I? 
energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but like you know, you think Disney and all that stuff, and yeah. how there's Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Man, prime example, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That's exactly like, and, it. And they're telling you, they they they're always slap, tell you. They're on your yeah. face. They have to tell us. That's their predictive programming. That's their like fucking universal contract. Where as long as they tell us, even though we do, we don't pick up on it or we don't like it, we consent to it. And that's exactly it. Monsters, Inc., where you have reptilians that go around in a little kid's room, prepubescent, scare the living shit out of them to what? Game Harvest energy. energy. Okay. Prime example. Until Sully finds out. Laughter. That laughter, love, oh, boosts powerful. the energy more than ever, and he becomes the <laughs> ultimate Monsters, Inc. guy, right? They tell us. They tell the children. Well, I truly believe the same thing is happening to us. These beings, these reptilians, can't, they can't be here. They have a demiurge that harvests the energy by keeping us in a low vibrational state, by doing all these things, constant fear, constant fucking down, constant whatever it is. Then they do this, this child sacrifice, child sex trafficking, child mutilation, whatever the fuck they're doing, they're harvesting adrenochrome. If you don't know what that is, start looking up adrenochrome because it's a supposedly like the strongest drug known to man. And they tell you like in movies, I think in uh, have you guys ever heard of fear and loathing in Las Vegas? Oh Yes. Okay. They have adrenochrome in that movie. Do they really? Yes. Once they get back to the hotel room and they're all, you know, fucked up the second one where he's got like the lizard tail and they filled up the bottom floor with water. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Right. That's the one where he's like on the bed and he's looking for something, and then Dr. Gonzo gives him this vial. And he's like, what is this? He goes, adrenochrome, only take a little bit, man. Where'd you get it? Oh, some fucking child trafficking smuggler had no money. He said, take the fucking bottle of adrenochrome. No shit, I don't remember He takes it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's in that movie. Um, it's a real thing. I truly believe that our politicians and the, pe- the powers that be are addicted to this. It does something. I don't know if it's the fountain of youth. It allows the the fucking David Rockefeller to live 120 and have 10 heart transplants. How old is Klaus Schwab? He looks like yeah. he's about 68. He's a Bond villain. He, he's he been be around 11. since yeah, he, yeah. He, he even dresses. The yeah. That's my point. And so some at some point, it's like, I don't think it's about fun. I think they literally have to be here. I mean, they have to do that to be here. That's how they harvest their energy. That's just like we are, I'm talking about life force energy getting out of the apples. Yeah. Right. Well, I sacrifice an apple. I fucking eat the shit out of the apple. Yeah, it's true. You're eating a living thing. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so I literally think that, that it's the same, except yeah. for they have to do we, it with humans. We, we sacrifice a cow and eat its flesh. hundred percent. Right? And they sacrifice us yeah. and they like yeah. children like veal right. rather than a fucking I tough ass elk. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a question yeah. about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is interesting. Um, okay, so if so, this is like the powers that be, like they've ruled people forever since kind of like the beginning of human or when this inception started, where maybe we merged. With I think a there was a golden thing. age, L- Limeria or or uh, Tartaria. Tartaria. I think there was a golden age where it was free energy. Viking, I think, is a prime example. I think the Vikings were at the beginning probably living part of this golden age and then mm-hmm. something happened the the the, that's, the roman that's catholic they, church is what fucking happened yeah, that and that's how think, they became what we think of as like the marauding pillagers but they weren't always that greenland when when the uh 
when the ocean levels were much lower, Greenland was fertile farmland. So Green. the Vikings were farmers. Yes. And then that's why I think I want as, to be a farmer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was, I'm I, serious. I was, no, bro, I was thinking about you the other night, and I was like, that's why Tyler's a good farmer. It's because it literally has, my ancestral lineage yeah. comes from fertile right. soil grounds. Right. But then the oceans rose, and perhaps there was some sort of uh, reset or cataclysm or you know, wiping out of that civilization or, you know, war where, where, you know, multiple two civilizations clashing like a good versus evil kind of situation. And, and as Greenland, and then suddenly all the, you know, the ocean rose and then Greenland became infertile. And so in order to survive, the Vikings had to go marauding. And I was, the reason I was thinking about it is I was thinking about like the social credit system where we don't, I can, I make a good living. I can go to the grocery store. I can provide for my family. But if they cut me off because they don't like the things I say on social media, I'll go marauding. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? This is what happened with the Vikings. I was actually talking to a dude at work because we were talking about fighting and all this different shit. And I said, no one, no one, the Vikings did not lose by fight. They they would definitely, they were winning all of the fights. Yeah. They lost the by this. They were forced to trade. They had infertile ground. They're trying to farm on rock. Yeah. So... Once that happens, you're at the mercy of your land. So what they they traveled all the way down the Silk Road, all the way into fucking Asia, and they started bartering. Well, that works for a while until the Catholics say, hey, unless you're a Christian, we are no longer going to barter with you. Yeah. And they go, but I'm not a Christian. You know, I'm, I'm in harmony with nature. I have my own Germanic gods. This is how we live. And they said, well, then too bad. Okay, well... Well, I'm going to starve if you don't give me your motherfucking apple. So I guess I'm going to have to put an axe in your face. Yeah. And then they end up having to convert over a period of time, right? They have no fucking choice. Take the vaccine or die, right? Exactly. They have no choice. And we have all kind of agreed, like, fuck it, we'll die. But, But if we all do that, then it will only be a matter of time unless we actually win. Well, during that time, they had to do what they had to do. And I'm not saying, listen, well, they, I'm not talking, look, if you're a Christian, I'm not, don't take this offense to this. Don't take this personally like I'm against you. Mostly all of my friends, mostly all of my family are good-hearted, loving Christians. I don't think anything different than you. Just because I don't follow that doesn't mean that I look down upon you or anything. Or because I say, oh, the Christians or Catholics said that the Vikings couldn't fucking get some milk if they didn't convert. Don't yeah. take offense to that, the, okay? The Crusades were probably one of the resets. 100%. Yeah. And they started so, writing down their, their history, too. That's it. Is is That's what I'm getting at, is that our history, when you break down words, because words are spelling, and spells, whether people want to believe it or not, it's spellcraft. It actually is vibrations that we're sending out, just like the water we were talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. If it's not spellcraft, then how is it changing the structure of the water by us either saying hate or love? Mm-hmm. So when we look at our spelling... And we look at words, you can put an S in front of words and it says swords. You can do all these different things that fucking some type of spellcraft shit. But history in particular says his story. So whoever is the winner of that gets to write his story. And we have had his story rewritten many fucking times because we've had many different winners. Right. And then the Ministry of Information stamps it approved. Yeah. And yeah. that's what's distributed in the schools. And that's what everybody accepts as the truth because we're conditioned to do so. So I got a question again. Keep yeah. falling. Okay. So you guys are filling in the holes of what I was wondering. 
Um, so, okay, so you have this power, and they don't do that. <laughs> so you have this power, and they kind of take over everything. They become the upper class, the I talk to God, and I will tell you what's real, the, the elites and stuff, right? Yep. And so, okay, so that goes with the Catholic Church. Uh, Europe, everything develops over there. Then when we came, I mean— Part of the reason America formed was people wanted to escape taxes, religious persecution, and stuff like that. It are, is America starting, like, getting away so, from the elite and stuff and starting their own land? And well, then it gets corrupted to where we North, are North, today? So, North America has already been inhabited. It's yeah. already fully inhabited by Native Americans and the Moors. Okay, the Moors is a black indigenous family. They're part of the Tartarian infrastructure. They fucking have art. I don't know necessarily. I don't mean the peopling. I mean like the last couple hundred years. If currently. the elites, yeah, yes. currently. If yeah, the elites have infiltrated, yeah, we're going through it round two. Yes. They, is that what, for, like, the people coming from Europe to America was to escape persecution and to escape that authoritarian of the Catholic Church, of the Empire, of stuff like that. Right, right. And But then that we were followed right soon after. Well, well, if the people come over here, right? Mm -hmm. If the people come over here, what we were told in school is they come over here and it's just an entire United States of wild, lush wilderness. Wilderness, yeah. okay? With little Indian tribes in teepees throughout, which is n not true. That, that takes me back to the, somehow we're supposed to believe that human beings for hundreds of thousands of years just kind of squatted around fires and were like, this is living, man. No. Every, every single person I know or every man I know who's, or even women too, who are not just stuck on the couch watching Netflix or whatever. They're, they're trying to improve their situation in life. They're trying to build some better mousetrap or, yep. you know what I mean? In, improve their situation in life. I, I, I find it really hard to believe that early humans just were like, yeah, let's just squat around the fire until Hope the next time something. we go hunt a Buffalo. Yeah. And no, I, I, also just that, you know, the bumble, like, the idea that uh, they would have been sort of like bumbling savages. They would have been super intelligent and super athletes. Imagine, because that's, that's what it would... I'm going to give you this picture. If that scenario is true, that's what would be required to survive. Imagine the amount of time you would have gotten to spend with your family and the, the yeah. knowledge yeah. that would have been passed around. Oh, shit. Yes. Through just stories and different things if you had... That's the real story, Kozak. If, if you were... If you were... The real story. You know. And I'm going to get into that. Okay. Yeah. You know. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. And, well, it sort of shows because, like, what Tyler is producing off less than 10, I mean, he owns 10 acres, but he's growing on significantly less than that. And he's already creating abundance. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really think it, you shouldn't need to put in 40 hours a week to survive. And we all enjoy hunting, so it's almost like a leisure activity. And then if you do a little bit of gardening in the morning or the evening, then all of a sudden you have all this extra time to spend with the people you care about doing the things you want to do. And I think the, I think that's why, you know, modern society, we're so rife with mental, uh, mental illness issues is because people are not meant to just go grind it out, sit in traffic 40 hours a week, 50, 60 hours a week in a cube doing something you don't give a shit about. You're just doing it so that somebody else can get paid. Yeah. And because we're, we live in such a, uh, 
comfortable wor- comfortable world and we can get everything at the push of a button, we don't have any problems to help us with our adversity. Yeah. And without any problems, it's then almost like a morphine drip. You it just, it you, is. You just click the button. Just like an, I just need a cheeseburger and a, ne- and a Netflix show, and this this will keep me going for another thirty minutes. Yes, and I think because of that, and I'm sure that you guys agree too. Without problems, then you have no reason to create solutions. Yeah. And solutions is where inventions come from. You don't invent something because you don't need a solution. Yeah. Every invention was to create necessity. A, necessity is yeah, the necessity. Of invention. Yeah. So without problems, you don't have any reason to grow. And most human beings are not just going to choose to grow. We don't work that way. If we're, that was a survival mechanism. Yes. So we will choose the easiest way for the sake of survival, but it's not always the best way. Even at jujitsu, my brain wants to go with the white and blue belts yeah. all the time. My brain's like, hey, just go with them. And then you just fuck them up and you fucking go home, fuck <laughs> Vanessa and drink a beer, right? That sounds like a good night. Well, Partying at Tyler's next time. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I don't grow the same way as if I roll with Jordan, if I roll with you, if I roll with Kozak, if I go with Daniel and I go with Greg. If I do those six rolls, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, in three months from now, I will be far fucking better than if I roll with white belts and blue belts yeah. in three months from now. But I won't choose that unless I have to. And the reason why I know that I have to is simply because I, I have a, a goal of where I want to be. Yeah. I have something to chase. And because I have something to chase, in my mind, I have to do that if I want to be able to accomplish that. Well, a lot of people, what I see, they don't have something to chase. They don't have a, they don't have a problem to solve. They're, so like, what they do is they create re- other problems like oh, pronouns and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? They just, they, we all have to have a problem. Yeah. Humans love drama, man. We yeah. fucking love it, even though we think we hate it. Yeah. Without <laughs> any drama, it's boring. Yeah. It doesn't have to be negative drama. It could be the drama of not jumping out of a fucking airplane and not yeah. wanting to let go, right? Yeah. Or, or a new girl, you know what I mean? Falling in love with a woman. Uh, well, there's a billion different things, but we have to have problems in our lives. And so without it, it's we're going to create drama, Toby. It is. So what? I said, that's the ultimate drama. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but if we could get to the point where we could solve the problem of having to survive, then we could create a new problem of how do we thrive. Well, we're never going to be able to thrive if we're always trying to survive. And right now, we're all trying to survive. I've worked 70 hours a week one time for three months. And at the end of it, I felt like I was no really further ahead than when I started. The and fucked up like, reality is, though, that is not surviving. No. No. But you were, we are tricked into thinking that is yes. how you survive. Yes. And that's the, not the fucking case. And it's, it's hard to get out of that mindset. And how, how, how do you, we've been conditioned to fucking need things. Yes. We're supposed to have all this thing and all this shit. We, we need more of it. We look at, look at the, what we're, we're playing with these microphones and fucking, you know, have cell phones all over the fucking place and we don't need it. No, we don't need it. We don't. But it is cool. It's fucking rad. It's, <laughs> well, that's it's, it's rad. too fun this, to play with. It's it's rad. The proliferation of ideas. There is a lot of value in there, though. So that, oh, there's that's tons. Why, that's why I wanted to do this is because this is sitting around again, a fire and talking. Yeah, but at a massive right. level, and and because we have so many societal problems, I think it's really important to start putting, uh, even even if it sounds crazy and woo woo, like all these ideas need to get put out there so that. Because they go into the public conscious, and uh, you know, when we were taking our uh, union break earlier, we were talking about, you know, quantum mechanics and how it 
sort of like Schrodinger's cat. Like it's 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 both alive and dead in the box. Well, so if if quantum mechanics exist, then the universe is actually the existence of the universe is created by our consciousness, and consciousness is a collective thing, and so getting all these ideas out into the, even if people hear it and disagree with us, it's now entered the consciousness, Yeah, right? It is, it's entering the consciousness as we speak it. Yeah. Because we are quantum manifest. I don't know if I'm saying that right. We're, we're sort of manifesting it mm-hmm. just by the fact that we're thinking it and saying it. Yeah. Okay. I have something to say real quick about the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, invading yeah. of North America. Yeah. This is what I okay, want. So I sent you that picture and it's a picture that says when the pilgrims first met the American Indians, whitewashed okay this is what we learned in school then it says how it really looked when the pilgrims first met with the american indians because the europeans were fucking black because they were the moors okay Uh. which is the tartarian part of the tartarian thing but i wanted to double check because just because i see a meme doesn't necessarily mean it's real right so i went to my buddy joe who is i wouldn't necessarily say more knowledgeable but he has equal amount of knowledge and i asked him i said I said this ties directly back to the Bach saga as well because the Bach saga, the original people up in Helsinki were black because of the paradise time, which would make more sense of the Europeans being black. However, the Aesir went under the ground. Those are the white people. Oh, shit. That's how they lost all the pigment. Exactly. They lost their pigment from going under. The rest went down to the lands, the ringlands, the islands, and then ended up coming over here. So I had asked. I said... So let me get this straight. Blacks ruled Europe because of the paradise time. As it changed into different lands, they migrated south. The rest went inside and stayed up in hell when hell froze over. So the Moors were native to the land, not the Indians. The Indians came and fucked it up, and the savage pilgrims came thereafter. Do I have this right? Does this sound correct? And he said, it's the clue to all everything. Keeps going back to Box Saga in the Old West Floridas. Been blowing the rest out and also connected. We've been lied to and tricked for what the fuck are we doing here? Okay. He says, Indians came from the top Alaska, which is the bridge that you had said, right? Yes. Indians came from top Alaska from the bridge and they met the Moors. Mongols. So the Mongols came across. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they met the, the Moors, which is the the... Original black European. Tartarians. Tartarians. Tartaria was all of the northern hemisphere, almost. Yeah, it's everywhere. Um, It says, then later, the Jews, which goes back, not not regular Jews that we see. There's Zionist Jews. There's a fucking difference. Like, not every Jew is a Zionist, but every Zionist is a Jew. And the Zionists, like, if you ever, it's supposedly a conspiracy theory and debunked. However, if you read it, it's exactly what's going on. But the protocols, the protocol, what is it? The Zionist protocols or something? I don't fucking know. Protocols of Zion. You read it and it's like, okay. So he says, so then the Jews came and battled them all and took over the land. Sounds like, but all after the Aryan Greek whites built everything worldwide. Sounds like. So he thinks that the Greek Aryans, the the ones that went in the ground, the Aesir, the Vikings is what you would call them. They are the ones who built all the structures throughout the world, okay? But then only in the Tartarian times, which we see all the Rus, like talking to Igor at fucking Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. He tells me about the Vikings being all the way 
all the way over because him and Vinny were talking about. So if you guys listening, they're, they're Russian. Yeah, they're Russian. And him and Vinny were talking about something, and Vinny's like, well, I'm not a Viking. And then Igor's like, yes, you are. You're fucking Russian. You're a Rus. It's all, it's all. And then he starts talking about the Tartarian shit to me on Instagram. Yeah. And he goes, and then you see that the Christopher Columbus was not the first person to fucking land here, that the Vikings came here, uh, Leif Erikson. So, what, well, what is it? Is it the uh, Salt Lake City? Is it the tabernacle, the, the heart of the... The Mormons. Yeah. It's it's Tartarian infrastructure. All of it. Same and with San Francisco. Supposedly, they just found this thing buried in the oh. desert, which is kind of like, all right, that coincides with a great flood that would have washed. Just like we're talking about the Sahara Desert, where if you zoom out on Google Earth, you can see very clearly that a flood washed down through. And now, again, Randall Carlson and these new geological sort of, uh, you know, what, what's the word, theories that are coming to light and being proven is that a massive flood came south out of the uh, the ice shelf that, w- that sat on top of Canada. So it, it would have brought a bunch of mud and sediment with it. So this this Mormon tabernacle that they just discovered in Salt Lake City, like this thing, or actually I think we're supposed to believe that they built it in like three years. Like they just went out into the desert and threw this thing together. Like, no, man, that, it was there. Hmm. Yeah, because he says... So it's not necessarily like the Vikings, what we think. I think it's just the white people, yeah. right? The Ar- whatever the original Aryan race was that lost their pigment. Who went underground. Who went under. Like in the Lord of the Rings when all the... That's another prime example, right? They show it, <laughs> they show it all the fucking time. Like they, they tell us in all of their things. And I don't think that one person in particular has all... Right, I don't have all. You don't have all. The people that I listen to, they don't have all. It's almost like... So this brings me to my favorite conspiracy theory, which is what happened to... So if we're to believe history, all of human knowledge was collected at the library at Alexandria, mm-hmm. which, and then it was burned. Yeah. But there are some accounts that say it was moved to the catacombs under the Vatican. Uh-huh. And those Probably. areas are highly restricted. I think the Pope is the only person allowed down there. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, okay, so was there a human civilization prior to the Ice Age? Did they possess some crazy technology or spiritual ability that allowed them to build all you know, the pyramids, like move 40-ton blocks of stone and fit them perfectly together? And does that recorded information still exist in the catacombs of the Vatican? It's got to. Like something that's interesting is uh, the old world maps of uh, yeah, the sea kings. Um, Antarctica and yeah. stuff like that, you yeah. know? And then when they finally, what, they mapped them with radar or with satellites and stuff, and they're like, hey, these really match up quite well, well to what yeah. existed in the past. Not only that, but they're finding, there's there's an official date for the discovery of Antarctica. I can't remember what year it is, but these maps predate the discovery of Antarctica. Yeah, exactly. And they, and yes. they have the Antarctic yep. coastline mapped out extru- like very accurately. Yeah. So obviously... That date for the discovery of Antarctica is not true, or not yeah. not it doesn't hold up. It was not official. Yeah, no. there's lots of things that don't hold up, like the curvature of Earth. That's fucking. I'm not saying it's flat, but it's not what they told us because any three of us can go and prove it right now if we go down to the beach. You know what the curvature of Earth is? Like nine hundred. It's eight inches per per mile squared. So that means every eight inches, it compounds on each other for. For a mile. So at like 100 miles, 
something that would be on the horizon should be over 6,000 feet on the other oh, side wow. of the ball, okay? That's if you go to Google. That's what NASA says. But that's provably in inaccurate because people can see, like, the shoreline from, I want to say, like, Detroit, Michigan to Chicago. Well, it might not be Detroit. Is Detroit on the fucking water? Yeah. Okay. I think it's from Detroit to Chicago, which is, is that Lake, Lake Michigan? Okay. Okay? It's, hundred I think, 160 miles. But they can see the buildings, and they can see the shoreline. And you look at 160 miles, like, if you type, if, when of you guys pull your phone out? What do you want to know? I want to know curvature at a hundred and curvature of earth at a hundred miles. Oh, there's no reception out here. So. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> I know at, at, here we are modern humans. We at 100 yeah. miles, no I think it's 6,668 yeah. feet or something like that. Right around there. Yeah. So at 160 miles, it compounds, you know, it's probably like, 18,000 feet or something like that. Should be below the horizon is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But not only can you see the buildings, which it would take almost like probably 15 Sears buildings on each other to see the tippy top. You can see the fucking shoreline because I don't give a fuck what you put water into. It doesn't matter the shape. It doesn't matter the tilt. Water always sits level. And if you try to argue with me that then how does your level that you use as a construction worker work? Yeah. It's its level. Yeah. And all water has to have some type of container. Yeah. Okay? So every lake has some type of container, and the shore is always a little bit higher than the water yep. to contain that water. Every lake, every body of water is completely fucking level. Okay? Because that's what water does. What water does. Except for, for some reason, our oceans somehow just have no container and suck into the ball. But on any other ball, if I go take a soccer ball and put it into a, the pond out there and spin it, the water flings off. But our ball, it spins in because of gravity is what they say, right. right? Then I look at these old maps like Antarctica, and it's not this chunk at the bottom of a globe. It looks like a ring around whatever the map is. And I go, well, that would contain water. People like to make fun of, oh, the ice wall. Okay, but that would contain your oceans. And also, if we look up the average elevation in Antarctica, it's the highest elevation on planet Earth. Is it really? Yep. Shut up. Really? Look it up. All right, I will. So I then I go, hmm, well, that, that makes more sense. And then I look up at the curvature. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. I see, I really want to get a P- a Nikon P900 or a Nikon P1000 camera. They're like a thousand bucks. But with that, I can prove these things to either myself to debunk that and find out that what I've been seeing on the internet is actually bullshit lies yeah. or if it's true. Okay. Because uh, the other thing is like he's going out to the ocean. I think he's in California, this guy I follow. And he'll see like the cruise ships go over the horizon. And then he pulls out his camera and he just zooms in and pulls it all right back into play. Because he says it's the angle of perception of your eyes, just like a drawing, right? At some point, yeah. the top and the bottom do come together and yep. it disappears. But if you have a way to zoom back in, it will just totally come into screen. And he's doing it with the sunset. Yeah. The sun sets over the ball and then he goes, but watch this. And then you get the whole sun again. How is that? Interesting. Then he brought up like uh, the 
the rail guns on the Navy ships that are shooting like hundred mile, what laser beams or whatever the fuck they're doing. A rail gun would be like an electromagnetic pulse that actually flings a projectile. Though. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's going like a hundred miles. Okay. Well, at a hundred miles, like I said, that's six thousand feet over the curve. So the bullet is just pulling it, pulling it around. I would assume it's, yeah, it's gravity that's yeah. holding it to the earth. And you're, you're countering gravity by giving it an upward trajectory with velocity over distance. But it, it's it's no different than any other shell you're launching. you got to give it, whether it's a 22 bullet or a 155 howitzer, you got to give it some up trajectory along with, like, a horizontal velocity. Okay. And once it starts to fall, it's going to accelerate. You know, it's going to reach the peak. It's going to accelerate upwards because you've given it, you've put energy into it. Yeah. As it runs out of that but they weren't, when I was seeing it, they weren't shooting it up. They were shooting it like, it looked like 50 feet above the water, just fucking straight for 100 miles. Yeah, I mean. Just like a it, rocket. It looks like we're shooting our rifles straight when we shoot them, but we are giving them an up angle. Otherwise, because as soon as that round, whether, again, whether it's a small round or a big round, as soon as it stops accelerating, accelerating upward, uh-huh. it begins to accelerate back toward the earth. And at right. that point, you're in that downward trajectory. So you have to give it a little bit of an up angle to get it, and if you have a powerful enough weapon, theoretically, you could send it at an angle where it would just kind of continue to fall around the earth like okay. as, because it has that much velocity. I, don't, I mean, that, that's probably theoretical. But yeah. No, I'm... I'm it's like a I'm rocket l- escaping I'm legit asking. the earth. Yeah. Gravity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So do you guys know how big the earth is? No. I think it's like 24,000. 24, yeah. Right? Do you know how fast the earth spins? Several. 1,000. 400 miles per hour at the equator. What the fuck do you oh, around. Just, you have like a photograph. <laughs> yeah. I remember this because it's important to me to find the truth. Okay. And if I don't know the, the data yeah. and I'm talking to someone and I say, what makes you think that the earth is round? And they go, uh, duh, everyone knows. Yeah. And I go, okay, but how do you know the earth is actually what they told us? And, I, and like I said, I'm not saying it's flat. Matter of fact, I think, I think it's a toroidal field to be honest. If you looked at what a toroidal field is, it looks like a fucking donut. And I think it's that. And I think it has something to do with the poles. Maybe it's Helsinki. Maybe it's, I don't fucking know. But yeah. there's many, many accounts of people going into the earth. So my point is, is that I I know these things because at, uh, like a pilot, okay? If a pilot is traveling, and I'd love to talk to pilots, if anyone's listening who is a pilot, please get a hold of me. Fly down and meet me. Fucking <laughs> send me an email. Yeah. There's all these things that don't make sense to me. And everyone's answer is, well, because of gravity. Okay, but that can't, that, that at some point we have to go, okay, well, you need to explain exactly how this is working because it contradicts each other. For instance, if we're flying from Seattle to New York and the earth spins at 1,000 miles per hour, at the uh, or at 1400 miles per hour at the equator and I'm traveling at 586 miles per hour and it's whatever 2500 miles how does it take within like 10 minutes or 30 minutes depending on the wind the same amount of time to go both ways if I go stand on a merry-go-round and I fucking and it's spinning a thousand miles or a hundred miles an hour 10 miles an hour it's going to take one way f- it's going to take longer than the other does that make sense to you? Yeah. The answer is gravity. Okay. 
So it's it's locking us in place is what you're saying. It's quantum locking, right? Because if we weren't locked, then it would take less time. Does that make sense to you guys? If this is spinning like this, if we go on a merry-go-round yep. and I put directly across where Kozak is sitting, a dot, yeah. and it's spinning clockwise, and I have you walk this way, it might just be one step and all of a sudden, boom. Oh, you're there. Whereas the other way, it's going against you, so it should take, it should be harder or take longer. You would have to travel mm -hmm. further, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. But then people will say, well, because of gravity, it locks you in place, right? Just like you said, the bullet. The bullet's locked in place. That's what keeps it from going over the ball and not straight off the ball, right? Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Qu we're quantum locking. You're saying if you were to try to walk around the equator, you'd go faster one direction than the other. Well, you're in our airplane. Oh, yeah. Right? And I'm traveling f 600 miles per hour towards yeah. New York, and it's spinning with me, Yeah. so it takes X amount of time. If it's spinning against me, it should take definitely less time because we have two forces going against each other. If I walk straight to you, yeah, it's going to take more time than if me and you are walking towards each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the time thing started to not make sense. Then I was like, okay, well, if the curvature is eight inches per mile squared. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're saying time zones aren't a thing? Well, they absolutely are a thing. They are a thing. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like that's that's the whole that's how they try and counteract that, right? Yeah, they counteract the time, but time we just make humans made time though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if we didn't do it the human time, and you go travel to New York right now, mm -hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be darker. Yeah, you're saying if I if I travel, uh, eight thousand or you know. I'm saying don't go off a time to, zone. Go, like, time it with a timer. Yeah, 500 miles to the right. Yes. Should, I'm going to get this far. Yep. But if I go 500 miles at the same speed, I should be going Yeah, if, less if far the ground is going 1,000 miles an hour, yeah. you should definitely be going that way, way further than you're going that way. Yeah. That's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, I'm following. Okay, cool. Then I brought, I've asked this question, and they say because of gravity. And so I say, okay. The quantum locking. That's why when you shoot a fucking bullet a thousand feet or a mile or whatever, it it can go over. When you shoot a rocket, it can go over. That's what's holding everything in place. The reason why it takes the same amount of time on the, I call it the merry-go-round, to go this way versus the other way is because of quantum locking. Okay. So if the, the world is spinning at a 1,400 miles an hour and you're going 600 miles per hour in a plane, in order for you not to fly off the ball, the pilot is going to constantly be having to hold the nose down so that he can continue to fly over the ball. If it isn't the plane subject to the atmosphere, which is also spinning with the ball, like our atmosphere is also... This is one of, uh, one of the other theories that's coming out now is because we know the poles are shifting and polar shift has happened before. One, there's a guy who theorizes that what happens is the poles shift to a 90 degree point mm -hmm. and that magnetic, that, that 90 degree change in electromagnetic field causes the earth to stop rotating that fast. And that's one of the global cataclysms that we've experienced in the past. Is Crustal because, displacement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The, the ball stops spinning and the atmosphere and the water all of a sudden, 
start traveling across the surface of the ball at 1,400 miles an hour and just wreck shop everything in front of it. Okay. So if that's the case, how can a helicopter float in the same place for 50 hours? Because the atmosphere, it's floating. It's 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 subject to the atmosphere and the physics of the okay, atmosphere. Okay, so right? everything is locked into place. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I shouldn't say. It's almost like the ball had to start spinning, and then the atmosphere probably caught up to it, and now we're sort of synchronous. The atmosphere is spinning with the ball because of friction, if that makes sense. Okay. But then don't we have to take into account we're spinning around the sun and stuff? Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. got to have an effect, too, on stuff. The same constellations are the same places in the sky for the last... Yeah, but millions of years. You see the North Star. Yeah. If we're hurling four ways through space at Mach, well, let let me just tell you the exact number: six hundred sixty-six thousand six hundred miles per hour in four different directions. Yet every single day, the North Star is directly in the center. That doesn't make any sense. It also doesn't make sense to me that all of these things are locked into each other. Like you were saying, it's all, you know, locked together, the atmosphere, the, the earth. And it's so strong to hold all these things in play, but it's not strong enough to let the butterfly go away. I'm, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. Because, and the reason is, is that, once again, prior to like 1950, yeah, every single writing, every single ancient text, we are on a stationary, not, not a stationary flat plane. Every single one. When we look up at the sky, it seems to me when you when you do it, it, it looks like the sky spins. When you ask a child, hey, what do we... What, every child thinks that, the, that we're standing on f- flatness until you tell them, the kindergartner with the fucking globe and the apple. No, this is it. I think that there's a lot of things. I think uh, I actually just... Um, let me see if I can pull it up here. Because a lot of times people say, well, what would be the point? Right? Like, why would they fucking... Tell you that the earth is one way and it's Yeah, yeah. Like, why? what would be the point of that lie? I can understand the lie of... Well, originally, the idea was that it was flat. Right. And then, remember, they they, didn't they execute Copernicus or so? Who was the guy who first proposed the rounder? He invented... Well, him. And they, the Jesuit was, he pedophile. Was, he was locked in a tower for a while. And <laughs> yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. 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 That guy. Yeah. He invented Dirty the heliocentric fucker. model. Right. Who is a a, a Jesuit? Was, was he he was executed for that? Correct. Oh, I don't fucking know. I think he was. Uh, let me see if I can find. <laughs> it's not brushed up on Copernicus. Okay, so this says it's important for the spiritual wicked entities, archons, to sever our connection with the Creator. So at birth, they begin indoctrinating us with absurd theories such as heliocentrism, Big Bang, and evolution, which all go hand in hand. They lead the masses to believe they are an insignificant speck in the grand scale of incomprehensible existence with no inherent or divine purpose, that they come from a pile of slop or primordialized ooze that come come about strictly by magical chance and magically perfected atmospheric conditions millions of years ago somehow manifesting itself into a living organism. Such belief equates to you an eagle, a dung beetle, and a romaine lettuce, all sharing a common ancestor. It's no different than any other religion other than replacing the Most High with chance. As soon as one can set aside their indoctrination and critical think unbiasedly, it becomes evident such theories are definition pseudoscience and are indeed destroyed by common sense, demonstrable, testable, and observable reality. And my thing is, when I read this, is that some of it is up for speculation as we can't know. 
I think Antarctica has a huge thing to deal with it. If we found out that Antarctica is a circle around us and that there is... We're sitting in a lake. Space. Yeah. Right? Space. People ask me, I don't think anything gets in or out. We've we've done many operations where we hit the fucking firmament, firmament with shit. NASA's done it. The Nazis have done it. All you got to do is look it up. However, I could see space on the other side of whatever that ice wall is, whether you go over it, through it, under it, I don't really know. And I could see also that would be considered extraterritory or ET. And in the extraterritory could be where extraterrestrials live. I don't think the aliens are coming. I I don't think space exists. I think it's waters above us and maybe something above that. Because, And here's here's the thing for anybody kind of rolling their eyes. And this is what 2020, 2021 really showed me is that you kind of have to, you can't trust anything that's coming out of official channels. They showed us that you can't trust what's coming out of official channels. They lie to us. We now know that we are regularly lied to by the people who run society, which makes you say, or makes me think now I have to question everything, or I at least have to accept that everything is possible until proven otherwise. Um, So I I don't necessarily believe that the earth is flat, but I haven't been off the earth to look back and know for sure whether it's either. round, square, flat. You think that has anything to do with like Atlantis? Maybe. Maybe. What if my thing is this? What if there is more land? Yeah. What what what, what would what, you what do? What if we are in a Truman show box where we're basically in the middle of a giant lake surrounded by ice? Ice. Where and the ice is what holds in the oceans and what we know as the world when we look at the map. That's all just one big ass saltwater lake with these these land masses on it, and outside of that is extraterrestrial, and we wouldn't know because again we're not we, allowed to go down there and actually you can't travel past the sixtieth parallel. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. We haven't experienced it. So we're ex- again we're conditioned to believe everything that comes through the Department of Education or through the you know a few carefully uh, manicured. Well, uh, mainstream media channels. And if it wasn't a big deal, why is there such thing as the Antarctic Peace Treaty? Yeah. Right? You have three countries, four countries, at supposedly war right now. We're on the verge of World War Three. They hate each other. But what people fail to understand is that they have a fucking agreement that both of, all of them are at peace down in Antarctica. Yeah. Why? And, and I think is because I know for me, if I knew that there was a place that I could go to that wasn't governed by these tyrannical fuckers, I'd say, hey, let's go tell Greg, since he wants to sail the world, to get a fucking sail ship. Let's get all of our animals and all of our friends and all of our fucking family, and let's go to new land, and we'll stake a flag in it, and we'll go live happily ever after. Two by two. But we're not, yeah. right? But then at the same time, I think a week ago, I seen Japan just found 7,000 new islands. Mm-hmm. You seen that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if if Japan just found in 2023 7,000 new islands. Right off their coast or where? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I just didn't saw the article. Yeah, I just seen the article day. too. My it. point is, is like, well, maybe there's one other island that we could find. You know what I mean? And if you, if you trap animals in a cage and, and they have nowhere to go, then they're stuck at the mercy. But the second, if they even see a tiny fucking hole, Shawshank Redemption, they will fucking pick a hole (laughs) and they will go find new land. So to me, it's like a good way to control people because to me, this isn't about money. Like I said, they already have all the money. 
They already have, they already control everything. BlackRock owns already 90% of everything in the entire world. It's yeah. not about that. It's about controlling human beings and our consciousness and our spirit. And if you convince us that there's nowhere to fucking run and that you are an insignificant piece of shit in a speck of dust in the millennium of time and that all of this is finite, people will not revolt. The same way as if you're at the center of the universe and you're special and you can create your own reality through your intentions and your own power and that you can literally manifest a life that you could only dream of in your head and make yeah. it happen. Quantum consciousness. There's a big problem with that. Yeah. They do not want us talking about this. And so, like I said, I don't know. So I, is, I, that, is that to maintain like us as worker ants then? I think so. Yeah. I think so because I truly And believe then so like to get, they say we're overpopulated. Is that just we got too many worker ants, we need to get rid of them, start with a new batch of worker ants and just keep I think what I think it goes back to the harvesting. I think too much information has gotten out and it's time for a reset. Yes, because in my opinion, it all goes back to just the, the energy harvesting. Mm -hmm. they, they have to be here. They have to, we, like we talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I truly believe that there's different cycles in this realm that we're in. Like I talked about before, I believe there was a golden age where you love thy neighbor, where lion sleeps with lamb, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I think that we are coming into that time again. I think that there's been, you know, a 2,500-year cycle or whatever the number is. Yeah. And we just got out of what was considered the age of Pisces, and we're moving into what's called the age of Aquarius. And in the age of Aquarius, it is like that golden age again. That means that the human consciousness is going to evolve. We're going to ascend. We're going to level up. They call it 5D. They call it all these different things. And I see it happening because 10 years ago, this was not fucking happening. These things and these thoughts and these this vibration this frequency that's going on all around us was not happening and it is now and i think 10 years ago was 2012 and the mayan calendar i don't think was the end of the world i think it was the end of the old way and the beginning of a new beginning and the, the powers that be know this and they knew that they would have to create new world order in order to keep the vibration down otherwise they cannot be here so we're in this fight of good versus evil, which is really low vibration versus high vibration. And as we all start to ascend and level up, that creates a place where they can't exist. Those motherfuckers can't exist in here. It's not going to work for them, right? We, we will just eat them alive and chew them up and spit them out. Whereas if they can get what they're going for, their, their, their great reset, their fourth industrial revolution, then they will be able to stop the frequency of human beings raising to the point where they will get total control over this planet. I think a huge part has to come with the sun too. I think that sun is emitting a different energy than it's at maybe, maybe not ever emitted. There's a lot of solar flares there, happening. There is the a lot of shit. So high and I think cycle. that they know that that sun is doing something to the plants, animals, and humans on this earth. And that is why they are chemtrailing so fucking much all day, every day. And when I see it the most is in the morning time when sun rises and at the, the nighttime when sun sets. And I think it's because people have learned about sun gazing again. All ancient cultures sun gaze. You ever heard about this? No, what is sun gazing? Staring into the sun for five to ten minutes. But the Ministry of Information says don't stare into the sun. Yeah, my that, mom told me not to do that. I know. <laughs> and you know what? In the middle of the day... I wouldn't advise doing that unless you have built a tolerance to this. Mom However, when the sun's first coming up, 
when it's not at its peak, you can do it. And when the sun's going down and setting, you can do it. And what it's doing is it's actually, you have cerebral fluid in your brain that's connected to what they call Jacob's ladder. It's your 33 vertebrae. And it, it, it's like crystalline fucking liquid or something in there, but it heats it up. And as it heats up, it can then travel up into your pineal gland. It can, it can do all these. It's allowing you to create a higher conscious is supposedly what it's doing from the energy from the sun. And, th- and this is speculation. I don't Jordan, you were talking on one of our latest or one of our last episodes about that, like human desire to just stare over long distances. And I wonder if that's part of it. Is yeah. Reaching a mountaintop so that you can yeah. watch the sunrise. So you can see. You, so you can and see. There, and there, there, do, there is something to looking at distance. Yes. In my opinion. And I, I have no research. I don't read about this shit. I just know that when I get to a certain point in the mountains and I can just look, there's a feeling of just like, and you sit down and you just look yeah. and it just, it resets. Yep. It resets you. you. You gain so much energy. And I think you're gaining positive energy. I think you I are think, too. I think you go out into the world and like we, we spend time in here and it, you know, we pass energy back and forth and that, that is draining to a certain degree. Right. I think people have energy within them. Like yours might be higher than mine. Yours might be lower. Yours might be the same. And, but if we spend enough time in here, they will all even out. Absolutely, yeah. And we will become this this same level of energy, Homogenous. and then and then yeah. it t- yeah. But then all of a sudden, I go out and and go into the mountains and recharge my batteries. Everybody says that, like you know, all these yeah. little sayings. But oh, yeah. I go and recharge my batteries, and I'm sitting up and I'm looking at this view, and then I come back here, and everybody's gonna get lifted up again. Yep. You know, it, and mine's gonna sink back down and wall even back out. But I think there's something to I think there's something yeah, to go on and looking at the sun, seeing, opening up your eyes, all of it. Yeah, like there's, I, there's. I agree, and I, I think that, I think that they know, they fucking know, they fought, they, they know exactly what we're doing. They listen to our shit, the algorithms, the AI. We're way deep in it, right? They, they already fucking know. They also know because of that that humans are raising their vibration. No time in my life did I ever want to be a farmer. No time in my life did I ever spend my time after work building shit in 18-degree weather so that my goats don't die. It's not because it's fun. I mean, sure, there's fulfillment and satisfaction that I get out of it, but it's not because of that. It's because I understand that the next step in this world is not... We don't want to go back to barbaric times. We want to create essentially what we have without giving all of our responsibilities away. Why can't we have an economy like this where we are still working together? It would be better. Like, imagine if you could do away with the federal government, what the economy would do. Yeah. It would be like a rocket ship with nitrogen boosters on fucking crystal methamphetamine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if we just kept doing what we've been doing. If you could get rid of the boat anchor that is the federal and state government, humans would... Dude, we would prosper. Yeah. And so as we all learn and we all start to raise our vibration, they're going to start to have to do more shit to, to keep us down, to keep us down. Right. They don't get unlike monsters, Inc. And solely, (laughs) they don't get to recharge their battery off of love Mm -hmm. and laughter and happiness. It has to be the negative, the negative. Mm -hmm. Whereas us, we don't charge our battery that way. We're not reptilians. We're fucking humans. And we charge us ours off of love. And ayahuasca was really the one that really showed me that more than anything was like, Oh shit. Love isn't just wanting to fuck my wife. Love isn't just 
romance, right? Love is like gratitude and grace for all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I think at the end of the day the war that we're in is be, is a vibrational war and it's it's an information war. Yes. Cultural. Cultural war. I don't think that I mean maybe we get fucking bombed. Maybe China bombs us. I don't I I can't predict the future. But in my opinion the best way to fight back is to figure out how to raise our vibration. Yeah. To find more kindness, find more love, get out of your comfort zone, create real problems rather than pronouns. And real problems are how do I create a community? How do I become more capable? How to become more healthy? How do I become a better husband, father, employee, worker, whatever it is? Yeah. It's really just striving to be your best. Yeah. Become a better version of yourself is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on two and a half hours. Oh, shit. You guys got any last words? We can always do this again. I, I just want to say, that Mike, that if you ever do another MMA fight, your new nickname is going to be Mike Crustal Displacement. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'll go with it. Uh, I, I have one question, uh, and this is for everyone at the table, because um, what we're doing, we're really just putting ideas out and talking about ideas and what you think. Um, is there any – is there – is there an idea that you play with in your head that you don't hear other people talk about that you just enjoy, as I like to say, mental masturbation mm-hmm. and just playing with that idea? Yeah. I mean, this is all about, you know, what are uh, opposing narratives or contradicting thoughts. Is there anything out there that you don't hear about that you like to just play with and think about that you, as you lay in your bed or you're driving and you have free time, you just kind of thumb through. Yeah. Mine is, mine is, is <laughs> that my, that my soul, my soul is a forever thing. Your mm-hmm. spirit or your soul is, a, is an energy. It doesn't, it was never, you were never born. You were never, you will never die. You're, you are infinite. You are everything you are. You are all, but in order to experience this 3D world that we call right, call emotions. life, you have to have some type of, once again, receiver transmitter to interface. Yeah. And that receiver transmitter is your vessel, your meat suit, your body. It's mm-hmm. like a drone that you right? pilot around. But I don't hear too many people talking about like, like past lives compared to these lives i've heard children i've listened to podcasts like this one dude i listened to a podcast he was a mother in atlantean times and when he was an eight-year-old boy he started singing these songs and he doesn't know no one knows what these songs are his parents don't know what these songs are they're not even in a language that is like recognizable to uh you know any type of what's it hooked on phonics or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. Yeah. What is it that uh, Rosetta stone? That's what I was thinking. I like hooked on phonics. Um, and so he starts singing these and as he, uh, you know, gained maturity and gained older, he, in his teenage years, he was a wreck because he had all these different timelines that were like interfaced with each other. And as he became an adult, he started reconciling and he's like, I can tell you about all sorts of shit from, I don't know how many years ago, but he's like, I vividly remember 
now when I was a mother and I used to sing these songs to my baby boys. And he goes, I started singing when I was eight years old. Yeah. And here's how they go. Try and find like, yeah. and, and then his, you know, it's like his family's like, yeah, he's. And so it's like, is that true? You know, is, is that true? That, no, we know we don't know, but all the things we're expected to accept as reality. We also don't know. We just are conditioned to accept them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My dad has had multiple things uh-huh. that have happened to him, and he's from what he believes is a past life. Okay. So there was one time uh, when he was like five years old, never been more than 10 miles away from the house kind of thing, and it's, they were on a, a road trip, and they went to the spot, and all of a sudden uh, my dad's like, oh, I know where we're at, and they're like, bullshit, you know where we're at. We're you know in a different state. You've never been here. And he was like, no, I know where we're at, and there's a white – uh, fence up the street in a blue house and da 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 and explained this scene and sure as shit they go around a corner boom there's the white fence blue house all the shit that he'd been talking about and he was like that's been there for da 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 and there was another time where he was fishing with some guy and he was like hey I got the weirdest feeling I helped build this lake and I, I was doing this different stuff we did this rock stuff up here and da 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 and I, I, I feel like I helped build this lake mm-hmm and the guy's like, this is a fucking man-made lake. He had no clue. Yeah. And he was like, no, this is, there was, they did this, yeah. they did this shit. And he was like, yeah, so there, there's, there is something They're to out that. There. They're out there, dude. I've seen kids where, like, the teachers are calling the parents. Like, this one in particular, this child, he's in, like, first grade. And every time it's color time, he draws a picture of him dead with, like, three swords in his fucking chest uh. and a bunch of other people like standing over him in a pile of blood. And then he starts putting his name. And then he starts saying, well, I died in the Civil War. This is how they killed me. Well, come to find out, like, because he keeps telling his parents, I guess, like, stop calling me that name. That's not who I am. Yeah. I'm this. Yeah. Well, his parents fucking start looking up. This is a real name of a man who died in a Civil War by this at this time. And this is like a five-year-old child telling yeah. the parents this. Wow. And they came up all the Civil War photos and all this different shit. And and maybe it's just a spoof on TV to get you to believe this type yeah. of shit. I don't fucking know anymore. Yeah. But I do like to think about the fact of like, am I infinite? Am I immortal? Are you immortal? Yeah, I, I seen my dad when he was dead at 16 years old. And it didn't seem like my dad. It seemed like yeah. a shell. No different than seeing a crab shell down at the fucking beach where it was like, it wasn't my dad. It was just a vessel. Yeah. And then I think about what if I take Toby and I pulled his soul out and I put it in Jordan <laughs> and then I put Jordan in Toby and then I had him come walk through the door of jujitsu. How long would it take before you realized Toby was in Jordan's body and Jordan was in Toby's body? When Pro- Toby's pro- blasting doubles on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? There's going to be a thing where all of a sudden it's like just because you look yeah. like this whatever's inside of you yeah. is different. If but, you switch Nathan yeah. and Landon around, how long would it take you before you realize that they were switched? A minute. Exactly. It would be a freaky Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And for everybody who feels like that's stupid woo-woo shit, well, explain consciousness. Yeah. You can't. No. Which means yeah. that we, there, we, we have fewer answers than we think we have. So this, this, we're speculating here, but anyone who claims to know is also speculating. No, they're full of shit. They don't yeah. fucking know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we could go down 
Oh, we, could, we could keep yeah. going. Like, hey, go forever. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to do another one. On that. Okay, so if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of the Enlightened Neanderthals at what? Uh, shit, we haven't even figured out how to, because we're Neander, we're not that enlightened. We're, we're, we're working on getting this up onto the internet. We're getting hopefully, to the enlightened stage. Hopefully we'll get this one released at the same time you do it, so it, it releases in parallel. Yep. Um, for right now, you can find me at trainingnorthwestllc.com. That's where I run my, uh, that's the website for my training company, and on social media, at Training Northwest. And I don't know, do you guys want to give out any business or social media? Find me at Electric North. There All right. Go. Yeah, same here. Yep. Okay. Well, you can find me at on Instagram at Tyler Stanaway. You can listen to my podcast at Compassionate Viking. That's on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple, whatever other ones they got on there. And you can email me if you have any questions or want to say anything at stanawayrootsandravens at gmail.com. And make sure that if you find any of this information of value or that other people should listen we do not pay for marketing. I'm shadow banned on every fucking thing I do. So like no one even <laughs> wow. sees my shit. Yeah, actually, you know what? Go ahead. But I, I got one more to add. Okay. Um, so yeah, you can find me on there and please share because honestly, it's your guys' sharing, following, subscribing, and le leaving reviews that's going to send the message out. I can do it, but they fucking hate me. And yep. I find that hilarious as just some dude who lives out in the woods who has like a thousand followers, yeah. so shadow banned and so fucking scared of him <laughs> that we got to shut all his shit down. Somewhere yeah. in San Francisco, a Google headquarters, there's a picture of you with like the eyes burned out with cigarettes. Uh -huh. Like yep. they just hate you. Yep. I know yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I hope they yeah. do. So training, training Northwest is also on YouTube and we are definitely heavily throttled there. So if, if you know, if you guys... Hit it up if you like it. Share it with your friends because it's definitely not getting out uh, via the YouTube algorithms. Mm -hmm. Fuck, we got to do something about the misinformation, yeah. the the ministry of truth. Right, mm. we need our own social media. We do. Just That's like why, a wild west. It is. That's like, why I want to. Yeah. I want this app to really. I need to figure out how to make this app, and I don't. I I'm so tech retarded that I don't even know where to start. But part of me is thinking like. If I just sent a thing out and everyone was to just pitch in 20 bucks, then anyone who pitched in 20 bucks would be automatically grandfathered into the app for life. Yeah. That would create enough revenue for me to actually just go hire, hire someone to make it for us. It yeah. would be faster and quicker. And then we can just fucking get it out there. And whoever helped fund it is automatically grandfathered in. And at least that would get started. Yeah. Because I got like a hundred fucking emails and messages about from North Carolina to Tennessee, fucking Philadelphia. They're like, bro, I want, I want in on this app. And it's yeah. like, yeah, we all do. Yeah. We yeah. all do. That's yeah. why it needs to happen. But it's going to take all of us as a community mm -hmm. because I can't fucking do it myself. I'm good at some things, but the computer I'm yeah. literally terrible at. My last upgrade was Windows 95. <laughs> you and Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> half half right. the reason I haven't yeah. figured out how to get the Enlightened Neanderthal podcast episodes up yet. I don't own a computer. So I'm, I'm waiting for my computer to arrive, and then I can start figuring out how to do that shit. All right. Well, we all got to start somewhere, right? No perfect yep. time, Jordan. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> all With right. that being said, we'll yep. see you next week. Later, guys. Later.